Greetings and salutations, and welcome, listeners, to Flintlocks and Fireballs, with me, your host and dungeon master, Jason Phelps, and a band of merry, slightly nerdy, and somewhat insane actors attempting to survive the dangerous waters of Dungeons and Dragons. I am joined, as ever, by Robbie Bellicom, Sam Burns, and Ellie Sparrow. How are we doing today, guys? Oh, we're good, good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, very nice good. Nice sunny, warm day. All right. It yes, is. No, it is a it is a baking day here in London, where uh, where Ellie and I am. Uh, where where are you this week, uh, Robs? Um, home. Oh, okay. Nothing, I'm sure. Yeah, where enough, it is not thundering and lightning today. Oh, yes. No, we had the storms uh, two days ago. Yeah. Uh, that was amazing, wasn't it? <laughs> Robbie is yes. actually touring with a show right now, so she actually podcasts mm. to you from a different location every week mm. in the country. <laughs> so <laughs> this is some dedicated DMT. Yeah. Sam, by comparison, um, is recording off in the West Country. Uh, where yes, uh, where you have it. Yeah, uh, yes. yeah. Where next week's episode will actually be a guest recorded as all things being equal, I think. Yeah. So, yeah. So that should be fun. Robbie's uh, the only one who doesn't get yes. to be there in person. It's very sad. <laughs> one of these days, we may actually record one of these with everyone together. I mean, that would be yeah. unprecedented. That would be, <laughs> be very exciting. Yeah, that would actually be unprecedented. Mm. So, um, I am going to uh, give us a little bit of time for future us to uh, provide any announcements uh, that we might have. So, take okay. it away, future Jason and or whoever. Hello, it's future Jason with messages from the present. So, as ever, it's time for Robbie Watch. Robbie this week is still in Aylesbury, so if you want to check her out, go. Uh, you can go see her in Awful Auntie. First things on our news, we have fan art now. I mean, we actually had fan art about a week ago, but this is mind-boggling, amazing news to us, and so we have set up a fan art gallery, which is new. Uh, so, if you have decided to try and bring this mad world we've created to life uh, with pen, pencil, or digital tablet, you can send your fan art to us uh, via Facebook, Twitter, uh, emailing it to us, info at flintlocksandfireballs.com, and we will add it to our fan art gallery. Please make sure to include your name, uh, Twitter if you have one, uh, Tumblr, art page, whatever, so that we can properly credit you, because we want to make sure everyone gets properly credited for their work. This episode actually has an in-universe map in it. Uh, those of you who found this via the website will already know this, but if you're listening to us on Podbean, uh, iTunes, or YouTube, you can head to flintlocksandfireballs.com, and if you search through the episode list uh, for episode three, you can find, hidden behind a little spoiler tag, uh, the map that is mentioned later in this episode. As always, you can also follow our globe-trotting map and uh, follow with an Indiana Jones-style dotted line the path of the group as they travel through Calcinia. And I think that's pretty much it for me. So, back to you, past Jason. Wow, that was lovely. Those were some amazing yeah. announcements. Yes. We still don't know if those there's just going to be music there. products and or services. <laughs> yes, I or would, an I would buy those. I would really buy those products or engage in those services. Okay, so... <laughs> Money's on awkward silence. <laughs> or attend that convention. Uh, okay, so... Um, with that out of the way then, uh, we are going to start. 
Our land stands on the saber's edge. Our cities are a powder keg. Brother chains, brother, no one's free. A life on land is short, you'll see. So gather your muskets, gather your spears, we'll plunder the shores of Calcimere. No kraken storm or spell we fear, so come and sail with us, my dear. Previously on Flintlocks and Fireballs, our party uh, found themselves momentarily in the clutches of Stringer Smith, a uh, former seaman on the Charlie's Regret, and uh, then turned ghoul following their uh, untimely, or perhaps very timely, death and reanimation due to improper burial. The party uh, successfully chased uh, Stringer Smith through the various uh, streets of Skarl's Cove, until uh, eventually, with the assistance of a mysterious gnome managing to locate his lair in an abandoned rope factory, uh, engaging in a short but furious battle to the death. With Smith destroyed, uh, the party were able to board the uh, ship, the Charlie's Regret, heading north into the seas, with vital information as to uh, one potential quarry a Thrynese slave ship um, by the name of, I believe it was the Sabre, if I just double check this here. Uh, yes, yep, there we go, it was Sabre's Fancy. In pursuit of that uh, ship and uh, scouring the waters in the hopes of finding a new prize, the privateer was attacked by a wing of great Harris Hawks, a uh, very uh, a fairly intelligent, if bestial, uh, uh, flock of creatures that hunt in packs, and while attempting to make away with a good, um, you know, d ten or so members of the Charlie's Regret, were successfully fought off for the most part, escaping with only uh, one, uh, unfortunately soon to be devoured crewman, who could not be saved, and uh, slaying three in the process. Where we pick up now, however, it is the night after that uh, same battle, and Corzin Horus is currently struggling to try and save the, uh, try and prevent the number of lost crewmen rising above four. Corzin, you have been working most of the evening into the night while the rest of the crew has been celebrating, trying to stitch together injuries, do what you can for the uh, five heavily wounded crewmen under your care. Uh, I'm going to ask you to roll a uh, medicine check just to see how you're doing thus far. All right. Yes. Not well, that's <laughs> oh, a no. seven. Yeah, the uh, Harris Hawks left some deep uh, scars, deep scores as well. A couple of them are teetering on the brink. You don't know if, if you can save them. One you can, but he's going to... Uh, from one of them, 
basically bit into his uh, calf and took out a, he- a hefty portion of the muscle in the process. Without access to advanced uh, regenerative magic, he is going to lose. He was going to lose the limb anyway, so you were forced to perform an amputation. Uh, the ship's carpenter will be fitting him with a peg leg. Uh, he, he is now passed out drunk from the amount of rum you had to give him as a painkiller. Mm. As unfortunately, the uh, ship is running low on opioids. Um, there is some opium available, but you're trying to dose that out as best you can. Most of it's mixed into the form of laudanum with, uh, with rum rations. Um, yep. Still, though, thus far, none of the five men have died. But it's going to happen for at least one of them. Uh, one of the uh, crew members... Uh, if I just take a moment, I'll tell you who it is. Uh, it is a halfling uh, seaman uh, by the name of uh, Alton Appleblossom. Uh, you, right. yeah, there you go. Uh, you've known uh, Alton these past few months. You've been working aboard the Charlie's Regret. Not someone who's been close to you, um, the way that you've made friends with the other petty officers and, uh, for instance, Seaman Salts. But they are known to you. you you're used to seeing them in the uh, mess hall uh, during off time between shifts. You've stitched up their wounds best they can. If they do survive, they're going to bear some heavy scars. But the problem is. The ship is out of healing potions. They used up in the wake of the attack uh, to try and save as many lives as they could, and they were used well. But Alpal Blossom has lost a lot of blood. And the technology, like mundane technology, does not exist for blood transfusions. The only way to get more blood into a body that you know of is through a healing potion. He has maybe maybe an hour or two to live uh, before the lack of blood in his body eventually kills him off and he's fading fast. And you just find yourself desperately frustrated as to what you can do. I'm going to ask you to roll another medicine check, please. Yep. It's a little bit better. That's uh, 12. <laughs> Oof. You try everything you can. He's barely awake. You try and get some some broth down him in the hopes that maybe a bit of sustenance will help. But as you just sit there, by the end, all you can do is sit there, clutching his hand, trying to be someone there by his side. And the frustration builds that this is just one life that no matter what you can do, you, can, you can't you can save. And for the stupidest reason, <laughs> that if you were on shore, you know, you could have, you could have requisitioned with the bosun to get, uh, to buy another um, <laughs> healing potion, and that in eight short hours, you will be at shore. The ship will make dock, but by that time, Apple Blossom will be gone. And that frustration builds in you and just for a moment, you can feel something just over your shoulder resonating with that same frustration. And following an instinct that you don't quite understand, you stretch out the hand you're not using to grip white-knuckled uh, Alton's 
uh, hand and you place it on his chest and you can just see flickering across your forearm the glint of silvery uh, scales and something pulses into Alton's chest. (gasps) (coughs) (coughs) He starts to cough and sputter before the laudanum you've given him starts to take effect again, but as you watch, you can just see the faint flush of colour start to return to his cheeks. Somehow, you're not quite sure how, the spirits that have been watching over you have managed to restore lost blood. You're not sure if you could do that again tonight, but yeah. Yeah. I I sort of look down at my hands uh, confusedly and then uh, is... Apple Blossom vaguely conscious? Um, drifting in and out. He's had to have a lot of laudanum. But he, yeah. yeah, looking at him again, doing checks, like checking his, like his heartbeat has increased. You can see that there's actual colour in what were otherwise pallid cheeks, and yeah, he's, he's going to live. I sort of breathe a sigh of relief and I look around uh, to see if there are any other of those uh, silver spirits around. There's yeah. There's the usual three: the glint, uh, the thing, the one that glints of scales, the one that glints, the one that seems to be a baleful fish eye, and the one that's just the swish of a tail. And they are just hovering around you. The one, the the uh, the uh, scale looks. The scales look a little bit um, shivery, a little less stable than usual. You got the feeling that took something out of it. All right, I say to them. I don't know why, but whatever your reasons are, thank you. You feel just... It's a strange feeling. Not quite approval, but more sort of acknowledgement. But it's not a human's emotion. You get the feeling, it's like, it's as if a fish, it's as if some great fish, or in this case quite small fish, had looked at you, acknowledged you with intelligence, but there's no warmth in it, just interest. But yeah, you get the feeling these guys are here to stay. So... I um, I take a moment, look back at, uh, at Apple Blossom, and then I uh, reach out my hand uh, towards the uh, the shimmery one, as if to, even though I know it's um, incorporeal, to mm. kind of reach out with a uh, a gesture of friendship and openness the um, sense of scales flits around your hand in a slightly playful manner for a moment before returning just just near your shoulders just to its comfortable place of watch 
causing, if anyone is observing him at the moment, smiles just almost imperceptibly inwards to himself. You've done all you can for the night. Your uh, second uh, comes off uh, her time of uh, relaxation and celebration with the rest of the ship and takes over watching uh, the, uh, the men and women under your care. You've done all you can for them and you get some much needed rest. Yeah, asleep before I hit the pillar. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Morning comes. And uh, with that morning comes the uh, brisk scent of uh, salt upon the air. And mercifully for you, Celestia, clouded skies. Yay! <laughs> Yay. Oh, so happy. Does that mean no disadvantage? Yes, no disadvantage. Yes. <laughs> uh, I'm not useless. We've got to get you sunglasses. Oh, I'm getting, I'm oh, getting yeah. sunglasses as soon as we make call, yeah. mate. Like, it's happening. Uh, it is a... Uh, it's not a... It's not a stormy day, but it's just a little overcast. It's that sort of grey twilight uh, that our British listeners will be very familiar with as the <laughs> weather uh, within the UK. So... Um, you find yourselves uh, pulling in to the docks at Pader's March. Uh, it is an interesting town. Uh, on, you, you can see from uh, the flags on the ships that are docked here, and of course uh, from the, uh, I'm going to say almost like kind of light blue uniforms of the soldiers uh, milling around, that uh, Pater's March is very much territory of Brighthall, uh, the country that neighbours Wending to the north. Uh, it is quite a small town, but you can see very much why uh, it's there. There's one object which dominates uh, the coast, and it is the coastal fortress. A heavy uh, brick fortification uh, that is be you know, must have some deep foundations because, uh, as we're, I'm about to describe, the the terrain here is not well suited to most stable structures. So this must have been built deep. This large um, brick fortification practically bristles with cannons, carronades, swivel guns. Uh, it is designed to protect the fort, to fire on ships. Um, many, many, like almost up to a mile away, if needed, uh, in order to help protect this part of uh, the Bright Hallish coastline. And you can see it is quite um, well, you know, well fashioned as these things go. Uh, there is also a, a set of docks that has been built around them, and these have deep piles uh, driven into the water. And it's actually kind of hard to tell were it not for. Uh, the piers that have been set up, where the water ends and the land begins, uh, because the whole area is thick wetlands. Uh, out here by the coast, it's uh, more marsh-like, um, but as you can see, as you get further in uh, land, the marsh transitions into swamp. There are It's more wooded, there's thick trees. Uh, and the clouds which you're seeing... Um, almost uh, the, you know the clouds above seem almost to sink down to the ground there's a there's a faint fog uh it's it's thin you can see a fair distance through it but you can't quite make out the horizon 
Uh, you don't know whether that will pick up or fade during the course of the day. Um, as you, uh, as the ship pulls in, uh, your watch is not yet over, uh, and so the three of you actually end up having to wait about four hours uh, to conduct uh, finish off work on the ship, <laughs> while the while the uh, while the watch that was actually on break gets to take shore leave. Uh, but you, once your work is done. Uh, by by which time it has progressed to mid-morning, as you arrived very early morning-ish, uh, you are able to take your leave. Uh, you won't be needed for a while yet. In fact, the bosun uh, glumly tells you that it's probably going to take her at least two and a half, three days uh, for her to successfully negotiate with local vendors and, of course, the uh, coastal fort, which will have possession of most of the supplies, uh, for all of the necessary resupplies, potions, and so on. Uh, fortunately, at least, they don't have to take on too many more men. Uh, it should be possible to find four sailors here without too much trouble. It is the 13th of Falling Leaves. And, um, yes, you can see that there are a few uh, immediately obvious uh, buildings. Most of the town is clustered around the port. Uh and where there's a couple of um, merchant ships well actually one looks to be a, a military ship uh, like a very very light frigate there to support the coastal uh, port uh, flying bright orange colours the other uh, the other ship looks to be uh, a trade ship um, Wendish in origin not not one of the ones that you'd be pirating sorry privateering <laughs> uh, ideally <laughs> yes um, and they're important just, distinction yeah, there important <laughs> distinction and they are currently engaged uh, just in trade of some sort uh, but there are a lot of fishing boats you get the feeling that like most coastal towns fishing is a mainstay of the uh, industry here um, right. there is a small shrine uh, where you recognise the symbol, uh, the sort of anchor symbol of St. Mananin um, mm. over those uh, over the entryway. Uh, there appears to be only one tavern of note that you can see, although there are a few other various shops. So uh, up to you where you guys want to look into first during your short leave. Oh, one last thing. Before you leave, uh, given your fight uh, that you guys were engaged in beforehand... Uh, the bosun takes the time to issue all replacement ammunition, uh, ah, so shot brilliant. and powder. So bring, enough to bring you all back up to ten rounds each. Fantastic. Okay, excellent. Yeah. For my imaginary weapon, I definitely don't have. <laughs> you don't, yeah, you don't get any scamps, sorry. <laughs> you don't no. have to, Unless you want to try and blag your way into getting some extras. No. <laughs> no, no, okay. I think it's pretty clear that the child is not... Really <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so let's not give guns to children no, yes. even if they mad. can shoot fire <laughs> <laughs> okay so um what would you like guys like to do i'm going to wear my cloak with the fake beard oh yes okay guys this so this surface light is killing me i need to find somebody who does some kind of smoked glasses because i can't see anything if it's bright do you want to borrow my cloak? Um, well, it's probably not very long on you. Put it over my face, is that what you're saying? Like, is that, yeah, is put that... it up in the beard. But then people wouldn't see my gorgeous face. <laughs> right. Uh, make an investigation okay. check. Investigation check. Okay. Oh no, which dice do I want today? Help me. 
13. That's not too bad. It's got better because of Jack of All Trades. That's why I got excited. (laughs) Um, Asking around, um, you notice actually, it's a bit differently to uh, Skarl's Cove. You actually get quite a few more looks, Celestia. Um, People are a little uncertain of what to make of you. Unlike Skarl's Cove, which is relatively near the entrance to the Underdark, uh, you get the feeling that drow and maybe even just elves aren't that common in these mm. parts. There's no overt hostility as such that you notice, but people seem a little confused by your presence. I throw out my chest and enjoy the attention. Okay. <laughs> um, nevertheless, people here are you know fairly helpful. Uh, you learn that there. Isn't uh, there isn't an optician or anyone who produces glasses professionally in that sense? But there is uh, someone who does make uh, who does have a bit of work grinding lenses uh, for work and uh, for use in spy glasses and similar. Mm. Who might have something uh, that is the actually also uh, his two jobs. Uh, he's also the local cartographer. Um, ah, yes. Helpful. Uh, so you're directed. I was about to ask if I could find a cartographer yeah. <laughs> or um, a bookshop. Too so bad he'll do. Yeah. You are directed uh, to the shop of Thrain Lensbearer, as uh, so you hear uh, people call him. Uh, it is a okay. small uh, shack built, like most of this uh, of the town, on piles. Uh, Fortunately, the water is not. The waterways are not so bad here that you need to use gondolas to get around. There what are. What exactly do you mean by on piles? Uh, like on stilts. Basically. Ah, okay. The whole thing, yeah, because yeah. the 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 whole the the ground here is not stable. Like this, uh, uh, if you, you can imagine, all of the buildings are built on wooden supports with little wooden bridges, like walkways, and walkways laying between. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. like if you've ever travelled through marshland, sometimes on public walkways, you'll see just like planks that have been laid out mm, yeah it's like fun. that so it's not you know if you there is a concern that if you step off the walkways you might go down to a knee or in, <laughs> in causing space to the chin uh, <laughs> yeah so tiny yeah. so tiny slightly less likely to go down to the chin and causing because he's also lighter <laughs> so, so yeah, yeah less likely to drop um Hey, it calls and weighs something like 30 pounds without armour and, uh, uh, and accoutrements. Oh, so. I could lift him up uh, like a 38 baby. Pounds, <laughs> 38 pounds, yeah. 38 pounds, yeah. Uh, kind of short but bulky, uh, but, but you know, like, fairly, like strong. He's got mu- uh, muscles to him. Yeah. So uh, you head to the small uh, wooden hut, essentially, of uh, Thrain Lensbearer, which has a simple uh, sign outside. Uh, it does have some dwarven runes on. Uh, anyone who could read dwarven... Uh, however hesitantly would essentially be able to just make out that it says Thrain Lens Bearer <laughs> Cartographer on it. Um, but it has I a... think I can work out the first bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. You, you, you can work out Thrain Lens Bearer because it's like, you know, Thrain is a fairly common dwarvish name. You've, you've seen it written down before in accounts and so on. Um, but also it has a picture of a sextant uh, on it. Ah, that helps. Yeah. yeah so... <laughs> And a spyglass. Um, moving in, you can see that the uh, the hut seems even smaller and more cramped on the inside. 
the walls are covered with uh, scroll racks, sort of pigeonholes, which are filled with scrolls or wrapped up. Or, 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 and as you can see on the flat spaces of wall, there are various charts that have been drawn out. Um, and there's also a selection of uh, spy glasses, some magnifying glasses laid out on one table, including, you are very pleased to see, one small pair of round um, sort of iron rimmed lenses with smoked black glass. <gasps> Amazing. Essentially sunglasses. Uh, behind the table, which is uh, full of these things, you can see there is a maybe elderly dwarf. It's kind of hard to tell. He's got a thinning grey uh, beard with matching thinning grey hair and kind of reddish brown eyes. He looks up as you enter. <laughs> Hello. What can I do for you? Um, how much for those lovely smoke glasses just over there? Oh, um, yes, those. Oh, really? He kind of peers at you. Oh, yes, I see. Yeah, yes, yeah like, sunlight. Yes, so it's yeah, sunlight. Bit, yeah, bit it's difficult. Been, oh, about six years since I last saw a drow. Oh, they're not coming much. Not much uh, call oh. for business. No, no, no. Oh, oh well, I'm a, I'm a travelling musician, so I, I get around quite a lot. <laughs> I see. Well, um, for you, uh, those would be. Um, uh, how does uh, ten uh, gold crowns sound? Yes, that's that sounds that sounds very worth. Thank yeah, you. Know. That'd be lovely. Uh, he takes the money, the money and passes you sunglasses, which while yeah. worn negate the sunlight penalty. I put them on and sort of, <laughs> sort of peer over them. Yeah. <laughs> feel very superior. They are um cool. they are late they are basically late stage Elton John. Not early stage with the big star glasses, <laughs> but like late stage with like the two small the two little round yeah, ones. Yeah, the two little round ah, ones. Elton John is right. fucking yeah. perfect. Yeah. Yes. You're, uh, <laughs> you would need to get the early stage Elton John glasses made specially. Mm, I mean, <laughs> I think I'm going to have to be a bit richer for that, yeah, yeah. but um, it's definitely <laughs> yeah. a consideration that I will make mm. so that I can reflect in jo- Elton John's entire career in yes. this new <laughs> podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Which is definitely what I set out to do in the first place. <laughs> oh, yes. They'd have to be bejeweled and they everything, would. wouldn't they? Yeah, they would have to be very, um, very bejeweled. <laughs> he, he goes to. Uh, he actually looks over to you, Scamp. Ah, pach, mach, korach. And just greets you with a, with a classic warm <laughs> greeting. Of, yes. Hello. Good day. How are you doing? <laughs> May the uh, may the axe of your ancestors uh, always hang heavy over your enemies' heads. Pach, mach, korach. Same to you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah. yeah. I say in very broken dwarfish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, is there, uh, and he says back in uh, the common German tongue, uh, is there anything else I can help you with today? I do have a selection of uh, maps, <laughs> of course, available for sale. <laughs> yes. Yes. Map. Uh, maps. Um. Mm. Do you have a book of maps? All no, the maps. Um, uh, yes, certainly. Uh, I mean, uh, what sort of area are you looking for in particular? I do have. I don't uh, know. Um, every everywhere. Oh, uh, okay. Whole I mean, world. calls in sort of tugs on your um robe at this point and goes. The word you're searching for is Atlas. Atlas? Uh, um, yeah, uh, an Atlas. Uh, oh yeah, yes, I, I do have. Uh, I do have Atlases for sale. They're uh, they're a little pricey. If one uh, um no, it's what, it depends again how much detail you're looking for. If you knew, if you here's the thing, I could, I do have one uh, very encyclopedic atlas, and he reaches under the table and pulls out just a quite massive, <laughs> like 
It's a grimoire. It's basically a grimoire. There's got to be... Like he puts it down on the table, yeah, like, shakes. <laughs> there's got to be... <laughs> Is easily... it bigger than Corzin? Uh, it's not bigger than Corzin, but there's easily uh, in excess of 700 pages in this thing. This is... Oh my god. Yeah, this, this is his most comprehensive atlas. Um, Probably weighs more than Corzin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's it's at least half of Corzin's weight. <laughs> just, in, just, in, just in dead printed wood. <laughs> Um, eighteen pound book. Yeah, um, <laughs> something like again, like this is, you know, this would cost. This would cost you. Oh, now on a, a, oh, I mean, you know, yeah, I've had it for a long time. It's, I could be talked maybe as low as a hundred and hundred and twenty, hundred and ten gold crowns. Oh, if I knew the sort of, that. if you were looking for a specific area, I could perhaps try and find you a more local map, a bit um, cheaper. We don't know. I mean, we're heading into. Thrynes waters, I believe. Oh, to the south. Towards, to the north, isn't it? Oh, to the north. No- oh, so <laughs> uh, you're looking for more along the Dragon Coast, then? Yes, um, we're heading towards Crosswater. Okay, uh, I do have a map of the uh, Dragon Coast that would be more helpful if that's what you're looking for. Mm, um, I do, I say, and I do have a smaller atlas that's uh, connected, that uh, describes specifically the Dragon Coast and its islands, um, surrounding areas. Okay. Um, how do we feel about that? Okay. Well, it's not really helpful. Um, what kind of map. <clears throat> um, can you keep a secret? <laughs> oh yes. Would you like to know one of the secrets I've kept? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you got the feeling there's a there's a Don't little bit a there's a little bit of mirth behind his eyes when he says this. <laughs> do I believe him? <laughs> Does, uh, make an insight check if you want. Complete stranger. In, I mean, make an insight check if you want. Yeah, why not? Oh god, I don't trust any of these dice. Um, ooh. Oh, I'm so insightful. That's a seven. <laughs> um, you're not sure. He might just be playing. You feel like he's setting you up for a joke. <laughs> oh. Well, would you like to hear one of the secrets I've kept? Yes? Tough! Because I'm keeping them. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> totally didn't see that one coming. Uh, very, very But yes, good. Uh, I, I, I'm sure I can... Uh, I've kept many secrets in my time. Okay, I'm going to pull out my treasure map. Where's this? Okay, um, <laughs> Where's this? He uh, reaches under, uh, his, uh, under his desk and takes out his own pair of spectacles, which are not smoked, and kind of peers through them. Do you notice they actually have a second lens on one of them uh, hinged to the top, which he brings down, peers it with more eyes. Oh, I love those. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> ah, yes. All bifocals. I think. Uh, one moment. <clears throat> and he actually takes the the atlet, encyclopedic atlas, which he has out, and <laughs> managed to pull pulls it open, starts flicking through to c- certain pages. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Yes. This is. Uh, it's lacking a bit in some of the geographical features, but I do believe this is um, uh, Slavitska's Isle. It's actually a little bit to the north of here. Uh, not that far north, in fact. If I am, And you see him uh, reach out for uh, the map. He gets a little, a little uh, wooden ruler and starts... Okay, so that's... Uh, that's the scale on this. That's 200 miles, and then... That's uh, a, a, a one, two, three. 
Yes, that looks to be just around um, about 150 miles north of here, there or thereabouts. Hmm. So, um, not far in a ship. <laughs> looking down, looking down at it, causing you realise, wait, uh, no, no, this isn't Crayscale Isle. Has a not dissimilar uh, 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 exterior, but now that you can see the map he has of Slavitska's Isle in the uh, in the Encyclopedic Atlas laid out next to it, you can go, oh yeah, no, those those coastlines match. I give course in a look, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, like a raised eyebrow, like oh yeah. Mm. <laughs> But, uh, yes. Uh, Corson says, in my defence, they are about the same size. <laughs> uh, yes, if, if it's just a map of uh, this island that you're looking for, I, I, I can just find you a specific map of Svitska's Isle, much cheaper. Please. That's all right. He closes the atlas, passes you the... And actually, I'm going to roll an intelligence check for him. <laughs> hmm. Feels, nice the, feels the paper. You realise this isn't actually written on paper. This is, appears to be parchment. Does that make a difference? Oh, it's very thin parchment. It seems to be... Ri- parchment is made from um, uh, cured skin, as it were, apart from uh, wood and cotton pulp, uh, which is the way we make paper. So this is either a much older map, or someone well, either didn't have uh, access to ready paper on hand when they made it, Something curious about it. I can't quite make it out. Hmm. Uh, Passes the map back to you. <laughs> I put it away really quickly. Hmm. Mm-hmm. It seems curious that someone would just mark an X on a map like that. I wonder if maybe it has... I don't know. I'm not a stenographer. I couldn't. If there's a code in it, I couldn't work it out. But hmm. Might be something. Curious. Anyway, Savitska's Isle, Savitska's Isle. And he uh, starts going through the various, uh, gets out from behind the table, starts going through the various scroll racks until he eventually produces a um, slightly older looking map. He says, ah, yes, this is, uh, this is about uh, a few years out of date. Well, actually, uh, over a decade. Yeah, so this was from the last time the Isle was mapped. Uh, which was around 15 years ago. Um, and he points to, you can see this layout uh, on the map, which matches up very closely to yours. Uh, you can see most of the island is cover, is marked out as being covered with uh, forest. And you can see there's elevation marks. It seems quite hilly towards the middle and then slopes down towards the sides. Uh, you can also see that marked out on the northern side of the map, near where the X is, there are a lot of, uh, of uh, marks indicating crags, uh, rough places, essentially uh, shallow rocks that would not make for safe landing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Most of the safe landing points are towards the south of the island, and you can see there, uh, marked out uh, in some detail, uh, is the outline of a village or small town. Of course, um, since the depopulation of the isle, um, there's uh, not really been any, uh, there's not been any uh, more recent mapping attempts. Uh, but why, why did it get depopulated? What happened? Oh, from what I understand, uh, it was attacked. Well, it had been raided for some time by a, it's a, a sort of barbaric savage race uh, called the uh, Sahuagin. Uh, they're sort of 
thinks fish people broadly is the way I'd, I'd describe oh, okay. them. To, 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 uh, you know, I'm, I'm not a biologist. I don't uh, have a lot of details on them. Uh, but every now and again, they will raid coastal villages and they've been harassing them for some time. And eventually, um, uh, things brought came to a bit of a mass and it seems that they just butchered a good portion of the town. The rest fled and it's not really been resettled uh, since. Uh, something... Something unusual happened. I don't know a lot of the details. I didn't know anyone there at the time. I only heard about it a year later. Um, but since, yes, no one's really uh, bothered to recolonize it since. Mm. It's bad luck and that, you know. A lot, of, a lot of people don't want to move into a place where a lot of people died. Six-foot-tall fishmen can be a bit of an off-putting prospect. Yes, yes, yes quite so. Uh, but uh, for this uh, map here, that will cost you five uh, gold crowns. Um, what is on the map? Is it just the island or is uh, it like it the surrounding the island, ocean uh, there's some, Can you like there's some indication. Oh, there's some indication of the surrounding uh, parts, but uh, he, uh, when, you, when you ask this, he happily says, well, tell you what, I do have a simple map that I can just copy out for you. And he does you a simple, and he actually just spends ten minutes drawing by hand and eye an outline of the surrounding coastline. Uh, basically, he's got a, a map which shows uh, where Pader's March is in connection, uh, like in relation to Slavitska's Isle. And you can see there's like a small rectangle where he displays like the large sort of island, which is actually more like a selection of deltas connecting onto the mainland, uh, where Pader's March is. There's another island, larger uh, sort of medium-sized island off to the uh, north uh, west then to the north there's the smaller Slavitska's Isle and you can see to the east there's the mainland where like there's uh, one major town that he's marked out for reference is something called is somewhere called Borwick's Bay hmm. uh, which seems relatively close as well um, and I'm so I'm going to count out five gold and silver really slowly <laughs> he, he seems patient he's occasionally pause and go because I lose count and I count it have to start again <laughs> he, 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 he helps you out a little after partway through um, but while you're doing that mm. uh, Corzin asks have there been any more of those uh, uh, Sahagwin attacks uh, further south uh, no, not so much. Not, not as far as I'm aware. I mean, they don't really... Certainly nothing here in Pader's Marsh. The uh, the coastal fortress sort of puts paid to that. Mm. They would have to be uh, well, bloody suicidal <laughs> to try and attack uh, somewhere as fortified as this. Uh, no, they've mostly... There have been attacks occasionally, from what I'm aware, on the coast, uh, as, following their usual patterns. Small undefended villages, places where it takes time for uh, for a, a squadron of soldiers to get there to provide support. But again, they it's rare that they wipe out a village like that. In, fa in fact, but there was already help coming, but they arrived a week too late. Mm. It's an unfortunate thing. By the time the news got out, they mobilised troops and everything. Uh, Savitska's Isle was quite uh, cut off, as it were. No, unfortunately, just uh, didn't manage to get there in time. But no, they, they do still sometimes uh, do raids, mostly for livestock, valuables that they can carry. Do they tend to raid ships, or is it just 
coastal towns sort of thing? Mostly coastal towns. You see, ship, I mean, the fact is ships travel quite fast, so unless they have an ambush prepared, mm. which they would mostly do when a ship was oh, going to Oh, so they dock, travel by water? They, don't they are, by yes, they're, they're amphibious. Oh, okay. Yes. I'm not from round no, here, I'm, I'm sorry. Yes, no, no, of course, you're they're from down below. They don't, yes. don't really happen. <laughs> we don't uh, have but, fish people down no, below. No, no. Uh, well, no, they, they, um, yes, no, they're, I mean, they're mostly, uh, they spend most of their time underwater, but they can come up for um, hours at a time uh, uh, without needing to, uh, without needing to replenish. Uh, so yes, they're, they're effectively amb- amphibious. Hmm. Uh, Just don't get caught on a small boat. Yes, that is the, is the problem. They do attack fishing boats, smaller boats, but not uh, large ships. Hmm. They don't really have the infrastructure, as it were, to do that. Well, uh, thank you very much for your uh, uh, 50 silver shillings there. <laughs> Carefully puts them, puts them, uh, counts them as himself, puts them in a pouch and hands you the two maps. The one uh, simple coastline map, which he did for free, and the more detailed map of Slivitska's Island. Um, well then, uh, if that's everything, uh, oh, ah, I think I might take a brunch. Oh, thank you, good sir. Celestia Stardust, nice to have met you. Yeah, I put my hand out. Gives you a firm handshake. Yes, uh, absolute uh, pleasure. Uh, Thrain Lensbearer, uh, like mm. it says on the sign. Mm. <clears throat> okay, you, uh, unless you have any other business with Thrain Lensbearer, you mm. make your way out. Bugger off out the shop. Yeah, <laughs> where would you like to visit next? Oh, um. So there's, uh, in terms of notable buildings, there's the coastal fortress, there's the shrine, there's the tavern. Oh, there's also um, a larger building uh, which seems quite well made. Someone's gone to the trouble of making one actual brick building in town, which you guess is probably like a a mayor's residence or similar. Mm. It's not too big a town. There's maybe like, you would guess like ballpark figure, maybe 8,000 citizens or so. So small town territory. I mean, the tavern's usually a good place to start, isn't it? Yeah, what's the name of the tavern? Uh, it is the Welker's Joy, uh, which has uh, which has uh, a an image of a halfling kneeling, or sort of standing in the in the water and picking up whelks. Mm. <laughs> um, and he, yeah, the, the the halfling in the picture is immensely happy. He looks like he looks like <laughs> he looks like he's just come back from a really good day of whelking, or something or other. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, uh, heading out. The- Calls in, looks up at the sun, <laughs> says, "Never trust someone who looks that happy at welking." <laughs> Maybe he's just having a nice day. Yeah. Uh, one moment. Just got a message. I'm just going to reply to that. Um, yeah. So. Um, so that means that a secrets message. Yeah, yeah secrets message. Ooh, yeah. exciting! I replied to that. Uh, we do uh, we do secret texts for things that we don't want to hear want yeah. want each other to hear. <laughs> it's yeah. a lot of fun. So if you I ever hear so Jason replying to a text, to... that's what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so tempted just to text you weird things randomly <laughs> just to see. If, just yeah. take absolute filth just to see what. You're <laughs> yeah. Okay, so um, the heading into the Welker's Joy, uh, and for the first time since episode one, I get to go back to the tavern music for a change. Yay! Uh, Yay. Heading back into the, the, the tavern music. <laughs> uh, yeah, heading back in, you can see that there is uh, already a fair bit of uh, fair bit of custom. The uh, first watch, uh, who are you know like the rest of you, busy on uh, busy on their shore leave, are spending some of their share of the last. Uh, 
of the last take they got uh, from the previous prize. And there are the barmistress um, seems to be kind of again off her feet dealing. She doesn't have uh, uh, doesn't have uh, bar boys or barmaids, so she's sort of serving everyone in, uh, herself. You can see there is a kind of there is quite a fat, oily skinned looking halfling woman with short cropped black hair and brown eyes. And so you can just see her kind of dealing with it. All right, all right, I'm, I'm coming as fast as I can. Um, busy serving up drinks and um, very fishy stew, mm. um, by which you can see there are literally chunks of fish in it. Uh, surprise, surprise, in a yeah. coastal town. Um, and some uh, thick black... Um, uh, uh, it's actually... Uh, would it be... No, it wouldn't be rice here, but uh, it, would, it would just be sort of kind of watery-looking, uh, kind of thin-looking black bread. Uh, so... Uh, you can also see that as you come in, there is a loud sort of uh, cheer from many of your crewmates. Like, hey, there they are! And you can see um, amongst <laughs> them, uh, there is actually a kind of sickly looking... Uh, there is, there is in fact, a rather sickly looking Alton Apple Blossom, kind of like lifting one hand in a kind of ragged cheer. And mm, just kind yeah. of carefully working his way through uh, th- through his broth he doesn't seem to, he's not as lively as the others but you know despite his wounds he should not and be drinking yeah he's not drinking he's he's got, <laughs> he's got milk uh, but see, but he he was he did seem well enough to to get out and spend a little bit of that t- time outside but you get the feeling looking at him he's probably going to go back in soon uh, but yeah. there is uh, you can see uh, semen salts uh, is already heavily into her cups and he goes <laughs> <laughs> look! Hey, look! Look! It's the heroes of the hour. <laughs> um, and there's a, yeah, and you find that people are actually queuing up to buy you drinks. Um, the three of you, uh, you get the feeling of. Oh, I'm still your... wearing the dwarf disguise. Uh, yeah, yeah. The, and a few of them <laughs> wink knowingly at you and, and get you first drinks and then you quickly uh, and then maybe milk afterwards. Oh no! I'm going for alcohol. <laughs> okay. Okay. No. No. Yeah. You, they, they they buy you drinks then. Yeah. Um, and oh, people God. buying you drinks. This they, is a terrible idea. Oh no! Oh, yeah. Giving a child so there, alcohol. So there is, there is a, um, there's quite. <laughs> yeah, these are these are semen. They are not responsible. <laughs> they are definitely no, buying dude. buying alcohol for. Is this for your a child. first alcohol? <laughs> no. Ah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, so yeah, the, the uh, they're buying they're buying you various drinks. Uh, so you don't have to pay for drinks while you, while you're in here, uh, and you get the thing that yeah they. Your all three of you acquitted yourselves uh, well during the uh, fight with the Harris Hawks, and whether or not they believed the stories about you fighting off uh, Siemens, uh, uh, Stringer, Stringer Smith, uh, they like several of the people here were, were basically saved. Some of you directly, some of them directly by, uh, say, Scamp shooting, you know, Scamp's fireballs or um, the, you know, being Scamp shot still down. has nightmares mm. about the fact that one of them wasn't saved. Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Celestia's going to whack out a guitar and do some celebration music. Nice. Uh, she's going to sing cool. a little sort of sea shanty that she's made up about a fabulous pirate with a pink feather beard <laughs> who uh, nearly drowned <laughs> but was saved by a flying bird. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's <Pink. laughs> um, called like Pink Feather Jones. Oh, or make, something. A, make a performance check. <laughs> okay, excellent. <laughs> oh, God, what dice do I want for this? I hate performance checks because they're so embarrassing <laughs> if they go wrong. <laughs> it's just the worst thing <laughs> in the world. 
Oh, oh, it's not amazing. Okay, that is a 15, so not okay. like the end of the That's world. Still pretty good. Uh, I'm going to minor yeah. illusion a pink feather beard on your face. As yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, that still that rolled well. Uh, okay, so pink beard is a rescue uh, is well received. Um, you know, it's like, it's not your best performance, but you 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 know you make a <laughs> you make a, a good showing of it, especially the pink beard showing up at a dramatic moment. Yeah, uh, is, <laughs> is, is it gets a lot of laughs. Uh, <laughs> and I'm going to say over the course of the time you do spend performing, uh, you... I'll do sound effects as well. So like, <laughs> I'm going to do like see. dancing lights, like a little disco ball going around my head. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, um, a lot of fun. it's pretty much all in coppers. Uh, but you do make out with five silver pieces. Hey! <laughs> hey. I'm going to put them down as silver because that will confuse yes. me. Yeah, Otherwise, just put them down as silver. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yes, while you're... Uh, so yeah, you spend a bit of time uh, chatting and, and drinking, and um, while you're doing so, uh, I'm going to say semen salts come, uh, kind of uh, gets your att- attention at one point. Hey, there's... Uh, uh, if you guys are looking for uh, you know, looking for something to do while you're in town, I mean, you know, we're all just going to get pissed drunk for two days. But uh, fair uh, enough. Up to up to you guys. Uh, we've hope you don't mind, but uh, we've been singing your praises a bit the last few hours. My um, praises can be sung all you want. And uh, there's a there's a couple of people who uh, have been asking around actually uh, for you. Uh, I mean, one of them not particularly, but um, I have heard. There's uh, an alchemist in town uh, oh. who has been looking for someone to do a bit of a bit of an expedition uh, of a game hunting expedition into the uh, into the swamps. Uh, they're offering they're apparently offering actual gold for it as well. So Ooh. you know, not something I'd do, <laughs> but maybe you know, maybe you guys. <laughs> um, and uh, apparently, uh, the mayor. Has be as uh, having heard of uh, from a couple of his men who were drinking here earlier today has uh, expressed an interest in uh, seeing the three of you. Don't know why. Might be so, it might be something of interest. And uh, mm-hmm. there's also uh, kind of nod. She as she nods off to one corner. You can see drinking alone. There is a uh, frankly hideously ugly looking orc uh, drinking by himself. Who says. Quite a big fellow, but yeah, and uh, the orc over there uh, said uh, he might have a bit of work as well. Yeah, that, I mean, uh, hopefully he's not looking for a bit of any kind of... And she kind of uh, winks to Celestia and uh, Corzin, you know. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Corzin's ears sort of prick up or more sort of out because of the angle they're at. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, thought, thought you might, that might be of interest to you. <laughs> anyway, mm. I'm going to get another round in. What do we want? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. By this point, actually, make a constitution check. Um, actually, uh, depending ooh. on how. Yeah. Seventeen. Okay, you've been holding nice. your drink like a dwarf. <laughs> Holy shit! That's impressive. Which You're is a good child. because you've been drinking like a dwarf as well. Uh, <laughs> Corson says, "Whatever dark rum they have." Right. I'll go for whiskey myself. Thank you. All right. And yeah. Cersei's um, getting a little bit merry by this point. The, um, <laughs> uh, the, the barmaid comes around. All right, all right. We've got a whiskey, a rum, and got uh, uh, looks around like yeah, yeah. We got some of the uh, some, uh, the uh, Seymour there said you might like some of the imported stuff. So she puts down a small a small shot of um, proper dwarven whiskey in front Holy of the Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> oh. I am definitely an adult and can drink this. 
<laughs> Make another constitution oh, check. Oh, God! Help! Oh, that's a one! Oh, fuck! Oh, fuck. Brilliant. Okay, yeah, I am it goes a child down. and cannot drink this! <laughs> and you are just... Yeah, you are basically giggling at this point. Um, hold up, there is there is something I might... Uh, I'm going to see if I can find the... Okay, I'll get back to you on the on on the pissed uh, on the pissed drunk rules uh, because there are. Does it affect the wild some... magic? Because I if it doesn't it affect the wild magic, I feel like it should. Oh, I think it should <laughs> yeah. as well. Wild magic makes yeah. me so stressed. Like I literally, like, I'm just <laughs> every time someone mentions it, I, I just have a tiny like heart palpitation because I'm like, what's gonna happen? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. Um... Yeah, so you, you receive your drinks uh, and you are starting to go. Do we all get a shot in addition to what we ordered? Or uh, Yeah, I'm going to say... Yeah, actually, Celestia. yeah, fuck right. it, yeah. You has all... Celestia had dwarven whiskey? Once, yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah, you know what it's like. It burns all the way down and all the way through. Okay, Celestia's getting a little bit tiddly now, so she's going to sing a song about a very, very drunk tiefling. <laughs> okay, I'm actually going to ask... In which case, if you're all getting a shot, I'm going to ask a constitution check from the other two of you, because... <laughs> <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Celestia's constitution is make it from cave fisher blood. Oh, my constitution's <laughs> really bad. Okay. Oh, that's actually a really good roll, though. So I got not. an 18. Okay, you, you hold it. Is drink. it just a roll or is it a saving uh, throw? A saving throw, actually. Yeah, I guess that would actually be a saving throw. Okay, <laughs> so that's a big fat seven. Oh, wait. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, that goes straight straight to your liver, as it were. <laughs> oh, <sighs> yeah. It's, um, you feel it. <laughs> uh, oh, never mind, I'll, I'll look it up later. Uh, but yeah, you are, I'm going to just say, yeah, basically, uh, advantage on uh, uh, your current level of, of drink. So, advantage on athletics, dis- uh, disadvantage on acrobatics and stealth. And I think actually gives you an advantage to certain charisma checks at this level of drunkenness. What about wild magic? Sure wild magic. Wisdom, uh- Oh yeah, no, no, disadvantage to wisdom saves and <laughs> uh, saving throws and dex cool. saving throws. I, I assume I'm not drunk enough for that. Oh, or... you you all are, because actually, you know, you're not, because you, you saved. I, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're just merry. I'm tiddly. Yeah, but they're, they're actually drunk now. Yeah. Because um, yeah. the dwarf is says, Regent's teeth that'll strip the varnish of a keel. <laughs> you're very small, so you can't hold your booze the way I can, says Sebastian. <laughs> no, that's just that's just absolute lies. Because I'm small and I'm fine. You look absolutely fine, my darling. So fine. <laughs> my beard sort of so continues to sing the song about the very, very drunk tiefling. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, um, do you guys want to uh, investigate any of the people who are in your in your inebriated state who might be looking to hire you for whatever reason? I'm very, <laughs> yes, let's very go talk to civil yes. dignitaries. That can't end badly. I want to know why the mayor wants to see us, but I also there am aware the, that you're both pissed. So there is an orc right there who wants to talk to I'm us. I'm gonna go and speak to the orc. I will come to. I'm gonna come with you. Okay. Uh, I'll take the rum with me. Well, so it's, uh, I say on the way as we're going over there, watch out. They're all muscle. <laughs> uh, so it's actually it's actually when you get close, you can see it's a half orc, um, though uh, definitely leaning towards the orcish side. Um, and yeah, grey skin, actually pig-like sort of nose, and he's just ugly as the sun is yellow. Aww. <clears throat> I think he sounds lovely. Yeah. Um, and Celestia doesn't sit too near him. Yeah, you know. 
He looks up as you approach. Oh, hello there. Hello, uh, hello Celestia Stardust. Uh, nice to meet you. He takes your hand, hand out looking, as ever. Looking a little surprised and shakes it. Uh, it's, it's a firm grip. This guy's pretty strong. Do my fingers crunch just a little just bit? Just a little bit, yeah. <laughs> I take it back I, hurriedly. I put my hand out and go, uh, Cors in the No, down here, down uh, here. Yeah, Cors in the <laughs> uh, It's a pleasure to meet you. Uh, I am uh, Ruprecht Hauser. Uh, thank you for coming to speak to me. Uh, I understand uh, from uh, talking to some of your uh, crewmates, your pretty uh, handy th- uh, people when it uh, comes to... Well, mm. yeah. May just pretty handy, you know. You know how to handle yourselves, and maybe you might be looking to make a little bit of uh, a little bit of something. If um, I'll, uh, oh, we always make a little bit of something. Well, yeah, uh, We're I'll... really strong. Uh, he, he raises his fingers. <laughs> uh, three more drinks for the uh, for the, these fine uh, fellows. Oh, I'm not sure uh, that. Oh no. no okay, uh, <clears throat> make that. Three. That's an absolutely brilliant idea. Okay, uh, let's make that uh, uh, one milk and two more drinks. <laughs> Um, I give him a very subtle thumbs up, just yeah. sort of where Scamp can't see. <laughs> okay, make that two milk, two milks and one more, uh, uh, mm. and one, and one more. No, no, I, I down the rum. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> two milks. That's an absolutely milk. fine idea. Okay, <laughs> uh, so it brings two milks. Uh, uh, yeah, you can see the uh, the uh, bar mistress uh, uh, brings around like, okay, two milks, one rum. And he goes, oh, yeah, thank you, Sira. No, it's uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's fine, Ripret. So tell me if I need to save again with drinking milk. Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. You're drinking milk. You've you've passed the milk in front of uh, Scamp, uh, causing yeah. You make another save to see if you get any more pissed. That's better. That's uh, fourteen. Okay, yeah. You can you can you maintain your current level of uh, alcohol. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so uh, first of all, I would like you to hear out um, my tale. And then perhaps you will see why I, I want to. Your, uh, I need your assistance. You, I don't right. know if you you wouldn't have uh, met him yet. I don't think, but uh, the mayor in this town, uh, his name's uh, Mertin Mertin Off, and well, the easiest way to put this is that he's not all that he seems. When we were children. Uh, Merton and I, we were the best of friends, <laughs> because frankly, we were both ugly as sin. We were both, um, well, we got picked on, we got bullied, you name it. People would throw things at us. But we stuck together. We did everything together. We fished, we wrestled, we, yeah, we looked <laughs> and hoped maybe that one day the girls would look at us. You know how it is. But um, no, we 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 had no one else liked us, but we were friends together. But one day, around uh, nine years ago, nearly ten, uh, Merton went into the swamp, and he didn't come back until three nights later. Now, both of us by that point fell. Uh, Merton had lost his parents three years before. I never knew my father and my mother. She passed it and passed as well. So no one noticed except me. But when he came back, 
He's, he was changed, not at first. He wouldn't, he wouldn't talk to me about what had happened. In fact, he's, that's when he started avoiding me. But he started to, go, to grow handsome. Not, not at once. It took a few months. But his skin started to clear up. His face started to change a bit. A lot of people, people started to put it down to here to just uh, a growth spurt that he, you know, puberty. Maybe finally, yeah, could, could well, puberty fairy of visitors. It happens. Yeah, well, the, by that point we were both seventeen, but you know, it's yeah, it's possible, you know, that, but not that level. It's as if he his face still had some of what it was, but he changed completely. And when I say he became handsome, I mean he became really handsome like on the covers of book like on the covers of books and paintings more handsome than orcs <clears throat> well general. yes mm. frankly but yeah more more handsome <laughs> to put it to use your parlance more handsome than elves mm. so and yeah when that happened oh everyone started to like Merton then <laughs> They, they, they invited him to parties. He got new work. He started to become very popular. The girls started to like him. And he stopped talking with me. In fact, he started... He joined in with the rest at laughing at me. But worst of all... He won the heart of Ava. Who's Ava? She was the most beautiful girl in the village. Um... She was kind to beautiful on the on the inside, if you will. She never threw stones at, at us, never picked on us. Oh, she were we were too uh, <laughs> too too low down, too ugly to do, uh, to uh, uh, to really speak with her. But we we would take bets, Merton and I, were on whether one of us would ever finally win her heart. <laughs> I. I worked up the courage to ask once. And well, she let me down gently. She didn't spit at me. And you know... People yeah. here are dicks. Yeah, yeah, people here what? are dicks. But that is the life I've always had. But when, when Merton was beautiful, Ava fell for him. They were married, and they had a child too, Clara. It's uh, almost her seventh birthday. It will be tomorrow, in fact, uh, the 14th. <laughs> and, well, I don't want to, I don't want to assume anything, but a few months after, about 10, 11 months after Ava was born. After uh, Clara was born, I should say. Um, Ava drowned. A fishing accident, Bang. also they said. Hmm. Um, I don't know. Merton was withdrawn for a time and uh, most people put it down to down to mourning, and maybe that was the case. I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, it's taken me years to figure it out. I didn't want to believe it at first. Figure what out? 
I think I think that uh, Merton's looks are the result of magic. There's uh, old tales of a witch in the swamps. They call her uh, Olga, Olga Gristlegums. And well, I think he made a bargain with her. Don't know what he offered, though I fear I have some ideas. And because of that, he became beautiful. But I think it's, I think he has a sort of magic item that makes it happen. You see, Merton lives in the nicest house in town. He has all the nicest furniture. Everything is as beautiful as he is, except one thing. He has a jewellery box, and locked, it was Avis, and locked inside it, there is an old, broken, rubbish-looking bit of mirror. Doesn't even reflect straight, from what I understand. But every morning I've heard from his, from his, talking to his servant, he looks into it, makes sure he gets all of his body look, looking in it, before, and then he seals it away. Mm. And I think, I think that... Is this is the secrets to his locks? So here's what I, I here's what I have to offer, and here's what I want. I want you to help me get that mirror. I I'll leave if I have it. I'll take a I'll get on board that that vendor ship, head south, leave town, find a new life, but. This is, this is about, if I'm honest, this is about revenge, not justice. I don't want him hurt. I don't want him hurt. Not physically. I just want him to be as ugly as he was, as ugly as I am. Because he abandoned me. Because we were friends and he dropped that. And then... What actually is it that you do around here, if I may ask? I'm a fisherman. It's uh, my trade. It's what I've always done. It's what my mother do- did before she died. Is that what uh, Merton did before? Yeah. He- now he's, well, he's mayor now. He uh, makes his money from uh, dealing and wheeling and all of that. What happened to um, Clara? Oh, Clara is still... No, she's, she, she's alive and fine. Like I say, it's her, it's her seventh birthday tomorrow. Um, she she has been raised as well as Merton can. You know she's uh, received an education. She'll she'll be fine. What does she look like? Um, oh, young, blonde, uh, blue eyes, beautiful, as beautiful as her mother, hmm. and I suppose her father. So, what happens to her if her so her mother's dead? Yeah, and then her father turns hideously ugly and, and loses his power and influence. Mad. <sighs> Well, I mean, I assume he has some money put by. He is wealthy. So if nothing else, she will be taken care of. Her father might not be as pretty as ever, but I'm sure that... I'm sure that he, you know, they won't starve and... and with, um, with this <laughs> fishing accident... If I have to, then I'll... I'll look after her. I'll come back when I've made my fortune and... Try and make sure right, that so she's provided So she'll go live for. with a stranger. Well, no, she can live with her father, but I will come back. And I will be better than Merton was. He'll definitely want help from you. 
maybe I don't know. Like money is money. So come in, it, it can come from there, but, but the, yes, it's not a perfect plan. I know. So, how suspicious are you about this fishing accident that Ava was in? What makes you think that it was? I one? don't know. Just timing. He gets a beautiful young girl. Everything is going for him, and then she dies. And I've heard. I don't know. It could just be nothing. It could. It could be nothing. That doesn't change the fact that. That doesn't change what he did to me. But anyway, that's that's what I want help with. Trying to get that mirror, and in terms of what there's for you. I've. I've not got much silver, but I did get some. I do have something that I've won in a uh, in a game of dice once, long ago. It's not been too much use to me, but it could be to people like you. And um, he carefully pulls from his pocket a small pouch, which he opens up so you guys can so you can take a look. Inside are uh, six lead musket shots, but you can see that inscribed along the whole of their circumference as a network of arcane-looking runes and glyphs. I bought these from a visiting mage. Uh, he was here with a, with a warship. And he said, these have been en- enchanted so that they have... They can be shot from a musket or a carbine or a pistol, but they have all the punch of a, uh, bl- of a blunderbuss. Uh, they will knock straight to the ground anyone Ooh. who has shot by them Ooh. no matter what the distance yeah, he called them uh, bullet uh, he called them uh, bullets of volapil mm. i have six of these they can only be used once but i know that these are worth altogether these could easily be worth a hundred gold pieces mm. and i will give them to you if you will help me do this can we Think about yeah, this? can we can we have some time? Yes, I we're understand. here for a couple of days. I understand, mm. and I understand if you're not if you're not interested. I'm not. I'm not asking you to do a noble thing, just to just to help. But and if it's not for you, then then it's not for you. But I will be here. I hope you do consider helping me. We will consider it. Thank you. That's all I can ask for. Mm. And he returns to his drink. Okay. Um, I vote that we take our whiskey and go yeah. somewhere a should little just, bit private. Should we go for a little walk? <laughs> Let's go for a little walk, yes. <laughs> as you, a post-orc walk. As you uh, exit... Post-orc walk. Uh, as you exit... Um, <laughs> Fuck off. Sira, <laughs> the, the barmaid, shouts back, Be sure to bring those glasses back! But <laughs> 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 so you walk out with your drinks. I, I put mine on the bar. It's empty. Yeah, <laughs> I need my milk. Yeah, okay. I, you I just down your milk. Yeah, cool. Okay, you walk out into the uh, brisk air of the late of the late morning. Actually, by this point, it's basically about noon. <laughs> it's noon, and we're all pissed. Oh yeah, <laughs> That's it's day drinking. Day drinking. <laughs> yeah, we're proper pirates. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, where would you like to head next? There is. Uh, you can see the mayor's house easily uh, and actually now that you've had it pointed out to you you can see that there is a um, uh, there is a small hut with the mortar and pestle marked on its sign that probably presumably is the hut of the local uh, apothecary um, do we know anything about witches does it like like fairy tales have i heard oh, anything about make a, like, is... i guess this is an arcana check 
Can I also? Yeah, yeah. Because oh, I come from I'm a different so place, so that might that. be helpful. Yeah. No, I know nothing. I know absolutely nothing. That's a story. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a, a nine from Celestia, so not uh, much better. They, you know that they are apparently, um, yeah, they're spellcasters. They can do magic. They're usually apparently hideous old women, for some reason, not many men, um, who live in weird secluded locations and cast spells. That's that's literally all you know. <laughs> okay. Um, now, um, I don't know about you two, but I feel like I would like to meet the mayor before we make any decisions. I want to talk to the alchemist about the swamp. We can do both. <laughs> if there's a crazy old witch in the swamp... He'll know. They'll know. She'll know. Yeah, I, I think we should do both of those things. I just, I don't feel like his story is a little bit funny, um, and I'm not sure how much I trust him. How much the mayor has actually done anything wrong, except make himself a bit prettier and be a bit of a dick. Um, My worry is the cost he mentioned. He said there was a. He thinks there's a price for this. What the for being all pretty. Mm. Mm. Is that something he's paid already? That's... Or is or that something, something ongoing? Well, there's generally some kind of cost when it comes to magic. Yes. Yeah. Balances have to be redressed. Especially with something big. Like, that's that's an everyday, all the time. Like, is this going to be kind a Rumpelstiltskin sort of thing? I come for your firstborn child. He's still got his firstborn child. Yeah, which would be a really good reason to intervene before that happens. Mm, yeah, I, I know nothing uh, you, about witches. That you might do just have be a crazy point goblin that he does still have with... his firstborn child right now. Um, but it. Mm. So birthday tomorrow. Do, do isn't either it? of you get the impression? Do either of you get the impression that um, that he wouldn't want people knowing that he'd consorted with a, uh, a witch oh, or a magic yeah. user of that kind? Well, if there isn't a price, if nothing bad's going to happen, then fuck it, let the man be happy. Mm. I mean... He did a dick thing, but let's not ruin a kid's why, life over This is it. why I want to meet him. Because I feel yeah. like from meeting him we'll know something about his character, at least we'll be able to tell, surely. Well, the others told us that the mayor wanted um, wanted to speak to us yeah. about something, so maybe it's kind of... Yeah, I mean, that was intriguing anyway. Um, yeah. So... Either way, we should we should go. But um, I mean, okay. out of character for a second. DM, um, yes. how's the town laid out? Like, which um, way would be sensible? You <laughs> like you'll have to do one and then the other because they're slightly opposite ways. They're not but, really on the way to uh, each other. But yeah. the alchemist is closer. Okay. Um, how drunk am I now? I'm Ooh, still pretty drunk. Still quite drunk. <laughs> Let's not go see the mayor right now. <laughs> okay, alchemist. Let's go see the alchemist. Let's go see dangerous chemicals while we're drunk. <laughs> God. Okay. Yeah. You head to the uh, to the hut with the mortar and pestle sign, and you can see um, this one is uh, laid out actually much more neatly. There is a separate uh, concealed. Uh, you can see this one is laid out with two rooms. Um, one of which um, seems to be more of a, uh, uh, but yeah, one of which seems to be more of a uh, like showroom at the front, and at the back you can see is a workroom, uh, which seems to be full of uh, more classical chemical gear, beakers, uh, uh, various glassware, a small cauldron in fact at one point. Ooh, cool. um, but out front is just more of these 
you can see that there are various bottles lined on shelves, jars of just herbs and various uh, powders and so on, uh, but all very neatly arranged. And behind the desk, uh, currently uh, apparently reading a book, uh, which she closes on your arrival, there is a halfling female on a high chair. Uh, she has long blonde hair done up in three braids uh, and has very neat clothes in uh, just sort of just in uh, white, grey, and brown. And uh, she looks up on your arrival. Yes. Hello, hello, hello. Uh, how can I help you? Uh, Celestia Stardust. Nice to meet you. I put my hand uh, out. She gives you a little quick shake of her hands. Uh, Emmelina Dissol, uh, uh, alchemist and chemist. So, Lovely to meet you, Emily. Yes. Are you looking uh, to uh, purchase anything or uh, for advice? How can I help you? Didn't someone say you wanted to see us? Was that was Oh, thing, you're the three from the uh, ship. Yes, of course. Yes, we were told you wanted to. Uh, yes, I'm a dwarf. <clears throat> yes, uh, <laughs> so I can see. Yes, uh, yes. I. It's, uh, I have an ongoing. My tail is definitely sticking out at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I have an ongoing uh, uh, bounty, actually, as it were, because. Uh, you see, and my work as an alchemist, as opposed to my work as a chemist, uh, I have uh, a lot of use for uh, unusual uh, parts, as it were, as long as they're fresh uh, from various creatures. And I have, and the uh, local swamps are actually home to uh, a certain amount of cockatrices. Uh, mm. I don't know how much you know about those, um, but the, um, I can I roll? Yeah, I'm can roll, I roll? Uh, I'm nature, roll. nature check. Oh, I'm nature. not good at nature. I don't see That's why. I that was that was like half on. It was leaning on something. So I'm gonna roll that again. Okay, that is equally rubbish. I think that's, okay. that is um, an eight from Celestia. Wait, so not much. Is that? Uh, what? That was a thirteen. Oh, thirteen. Okay, yeah. Uh, you've kind of heard of them. Uh, they're apparently large. As far as you know from legend, they're large chickens that uh, can turn people to stone with a glare. Mm. Uh, so I assume does Corzin know this but I don't Corzin knows this yeah. but you don't so how much up to Corzin how much you say whether you just relay that to the others okay I'll, I'll say it's um, imagine a giant ugly cockerel with the ability to um, petrify people oh that sounds charming that's uh, yes that's the uh, that's the essence of it uh, although um, there's a lot of misconception about it in uh, popular uh, myth. Uh, they a lot of people think that they can turn you to stone by looking at you. That's basilisks. That's something else entirely. Uh, they do. Uh, the magic is actually contained in their beaks, uh, and it's quite short-lived as well. Uh, unlike uh, basilisk stare, which will turn you to stone basically forever, um, cockatrice stares only turn you to stone for about twenty-four hours. Uh, cockatrice beaks, I should say. Uh, but Are you a... conscious during that time? No, no, no. You're you're basically a statue for that time. Okay. From 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 okay. uh, from the that survivors. That would have been much worse. Yeah. From, survivors, <laughs> from, from survivors I've talked to, it's basically like being pecked and then waking up immediately afterwards. Also quite scary, but still not as bad as being. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, not uh, so. Yes, they are. They are dangerous. Uh, so long if they can get up into uh, close uh, close range, which is why most people uh, hunt them at a distance. Uh, but uh, one thing I can do is I knew, uh, so long as the cockatrice is uh, at least twenty four hours fresh, uh, I can use a co- an intact cockatrice head uh, to create a 
potion which uh, will mimic this effect. Uh, so yes, they're they're, they're occasionally uh, used by adventurers and such. Um, uh, I, I try to be responsible in how I provide them, although sometimes I do. Although I do get commissions from the military, of course, uh, as well. But yes, uh, I offer a standard bounty of uh, fifteen gold crowns for each uh, cockatrice head that is brought to me. Uh, again, provided it's been within twenty-four hours, hmm. uh, as the magic uh, in their beaks does tend to fade after that time. Wears off. Okay, good to know. Good to know. If, if we were to do this for you, would you be able to provide us with uh, some of the finished product, as it were? Uh, yes, happily. Uh, I'll, in fact, I'll do it at a discount. Uh, normally, I charge uh, oh uh, si- at least sixty gold pieces for the uh, gold crowns for these. Uh, but if you if you if if you uh, give me two of them. Uh, as it were, on spec. That uh, as uh, two of them, I will exchange for one of the potions. So ha- essentially, mm. half the price. Mm. That, that seems that seems very reasonable. Thank mm. you. Mm. We might be interested. Yeah, um, uh... This potion is it a sort of throwing potion? Uh, or no, is it's, it ma- it's a... meant to be applied to a weapon. Usually, uh, they don't really work. You could apply one to an arrow, but not a bullet. The the mm. the uh, effect of the gunpowder would essentially burn out the potion um, but if you applied it to say a dagger or a sword or an arrow um, then it would be good you would be good for one shot and uh, whoever it struck there would be about as much chance of turning them to stone for 24 hours as uh, the cockatrice uh, would that's very good it's not guaranteed think of it more like drow poison mm, yes uh, you are, of course, familiar with it. Uh, there is a common poison that uh, drow uh, use, which uh, coat their arrows and blades with, which just sends people to sleep, which is desirable because then they can be captured and used as slaves. Mm, of course. Yeah. <laughs> um, mm. But yes, it's uh, it's very popular as a means of disabling uh, threats uh, without necessarily killing them. Mm. Uh, you once they're once they're out for twenty four hours, you can just manacle the stone and then when they turn back huzzah, they're you've on. got them yes mm. they're enchanted uh but yes that's uh, that's basically the deal as i offer it so uh, Brilliant. if you fancy tracking down any uh cockatrices do you know where in the swamp we should be looking uh towards the center that's afraid that that's where that basically i'd say just look out for uh, for any tracks, um, if you spot any uh, large creatures that have been uh, frozen to stone, you know that you're very close. Mm. Uh, but they, but they also, uh, they do resemble large chickens. So you might look for uh, discarded feathers or the like, or simply just do a, do a bit of a search, you know, looking for anywhere that there's a lar- an absence of large predators mm. is likely to be a cockatrice's nest because they they are um, well. Have you ever have you ever been near one of those guard dogs that's been bred to attack absolutely everything on sight? Yep. Too many times. <laughs> no. Right. Well, yes, they're, they're a bit like that. They, if they if they see anything that's larger than prey, and prey for them is about the size of a frog, mm. uh, they will furiously attack it, try to peck it so that it's uh, so that it, it turns into stone and doesn't attack them. Yeah, we tend to go more for spiders, don't we, where I'm from. So. Ah, yes, of course. <laughs> Quite different. Uh, yes, yeah, of course. Guard spiders. Yeah, yeah. basically. Mm. So yeah, we, we had some dogs around once, but mm. yeah. All right. That was from somebody else. <laughs> okay, so 
if that's all, all that, then unless there's uh, any potions or, or uh, chemical supplies you're looking to purchase... Uh, Is there a witch in the swamp? Oh, that old rumour. Um, hmm. There's definitely someone living in the swamp, yes. Uh, whether they're a witch, I don't know. There's certainly been a lot. It's been a long-standing rumour for as long as I've been here, and I've been here for about five years now. Uh, that there is some old woman in uh, the swamps supposedly providing potions and cures and maybe curses, uh, which I would say is very unreliable and quite unnecessary when you have a trained alchemist and chemist like myself. Mm, much safer, of yes. course. Mm. Well, um, good to know. Which, which, which bit would she be in? Uh, well, supposedly also towards the centre. So basically what you're saying is head towards the scary, misty bit where the witch lives. Well, I'd say try to avoid the... You know, if there is a witch, uh, try to avoid her. And if it's just some random herbalist living in the woods, also try to avoid her. She's probably trying to live her life uh, for, for whatever reason. Um, mm. But Is there anything else in the swamp that we ought to be aware of? Uh, yes, there are... Uh, you might want to keep an eye out for... Uh, alligators uh, although if you're cute towards the center it won't be so much of a problem uh, there are there are of course velociraptors um, but with a party your size I wouldn't be too worried uh, they only go after uh, they would only go after uh, someone your size or even your size is looking to cause them if there was only one of you a group of three they're probably you know they're they're they're, they're, they're opportunistic predators hmm. uh, so they're unlikely to attack a group that large um, Right, good to know. Mm-hmm. Uh, she kind of she she's like they're they're a little smaller than you are, uh, for hmm. reference. They're they're not they're not large creatures. Which one is she pointing at? When she uh, says that? I assume Corzin. Yeah. <laughs> Would Corzin have seen them before? Uh, make a nature check just on the off chance. Can I again do the same because I'm from somewhere yeah. else? I just found this yeah. interesting. That's uh oh, that's another S12 thirteen. From Celestia. Uh, Celestia, knows nothing. <laughs> yeah, Celestia, you've read about them. Um, but I've not seen one. But you've not seen one. Uh, Corzin, you uh, you saw a pet one once that someone happened to have. Um, that, but yeah, you know that they are a swamp dwelling creature, uh, type of uh, type of dinosaur. Uh, that they um, do have. Uh, they they're essentially just yeah small predators, usually opportunistic scavengers. For the most part, uh, rather than uh, attackers, but you have heard that they were that a pack of a pack of say five or so uh, might choose to attack a lone traveller uh, if they mm. thought they could get away with it. Mm. But yeah, they're not they're not they're nothing like the uh, like the really large monsters uh, and giant lizards that you've heard about, and uh, those don't seem to have been mentioned. Really, the alligator would be a much bigger threat. So long as we're armed, we should be fine. Yeah, okay, good, to know. So. good to know. Uh, hmm. Right. Well, thank you very much for your time. And she sort of shoes you out of the shop. <laughs> um, okay. Do you guys want to take a little bit of time to sober up before you visit the main? Yeah. Um, okay. Yes. Yeah. So I'm going to say okay. uh, time for our break. Uh, we'll join you shortly, listeners. Uh, until then, uh, fare thee well. I am a baby great Harris Hawk, and that horrible crew of privateers killed my parents. 
the only thing that keeps me still wanting to be alive is to think of flintlocks and fireballs having hundreds and hundreds of likes and subscribers. My parents are dead. Please help me. Hello and welcome back to Flintlocks and Fireballs. Uh, where we resume about an hour later after our party have managed to achieve a semblance of sobriety. Ah. I'm, I'm fine! I'm absolutely fine. Oh, I actually am at all. You're too small That's to 21. hold your liquor, both of you. Yeah, no, no, you've sobered <laughs> up entirely. <laughs> so. Okay, I'll roll yeah, for that. We'll see how much I was fine anyway. Actually, yeah, yeah, no, I'm fine. Yeah, that yeah. was a 17 on oh, the die. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're both, you're both now actually Surprising. pretty much sober. <coughs> you've recovered enough. Uh, actually, yeah, with the constitution, that's none natural yeah. 20. Glad you're sober, just in case he's super evil or anything. <laughs> yeah, you've now, you've now sufficiently recovered to meet a member of the town council. Yeah, meet the leading member of the town council, <laughs> as you said. I'm just going to readjust my cloak, put the beard back on properly, and just tuck my tail in again. Mm. <laughs> So Definitely you, <laughs> yep. So you uh, find yourself at a large, uh, well, reasonably large, um, and I say reasonably large, like it might contain as many as five rooms. This is a small town, um, <laughs> brick building, uh, which you know again impressive foundations given the uh, marshy terrain, uh, and you can see that there's actually a uh, couple of. Um, blue uh, uniformed guards uh, at the door uh, just you know just in con continual guard position they have muskets but you know they're not presenting them uh, and uh, one of them uh, nods uh, to you as you approach hello there looking to see the uh, are you looking to see the uh, mayor by any chance uh, yes, uh, Celestia Stardust, nice to meet you. Put a hand out. He doesn't shake his hand because he's currently uh, busy holding his rifle. I turn it into Sorry, a little like, awkward flourish yeah. instead and make it into a bow. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, so, um, I, I attempt to do the same thing. Right. Uh, there are three, uh, I just wave hello. I'll <laughs> be the three of you that uh, the mayor was looking to speak with. Well, uh, alright. He uh, takes a key out, unlocks the door, and opens it. Like, all right, well, uh, I believe the uh, mayor uh, is in his uh, study at the moment, so uh, first door on the right. Thank you very much. Uh, and indeed, there's a small hallway, and taking the first door on the right, um, there are a total of uh, four doors <laughs> uh, uh, here. Uh, you find yourself in... A small uh, study. There is a uh, desk with, a, uh, with a, a comfortable-looking chair behind it. Three comfortable smaller chairs set in, out in front of it. And although there's not necessarily that much in the room, there is definitely a look that um, it's all the best that this that its owner can afford. Uh, it's an imported walnut desk. Uh, there are there are small but beautifully done. Uh, paintings on the wall, uh, one of a pastoral scene, uh, one showing uh, two people next to each other, both with blonde hair and blue eyes, one quite tall, um, kind of chiseled looking, and a much smaller, younger uh, girl, probably about four, uh, judging from oh. their appearance in the uh, portrait. Uh, and there's a small bookcase filled with very nice, nicely bound, at the very least, uh, looking books. And you can see, set in the chair, 
uh, behind the desk, and rising as you enter is a male human with uh, blonde hair, blue eyes, chiseled jaw, and just strikingly beautiful features. He is wearing a uh, very nice sort of uh, brown waistcoat with cream uh, with a cream possibly silk or very fine cotton shirt uh, and some tweed uh, trousers well hello there absolute pleasure to meet the three of you are mayor uh, off and he extends his hand out to, to you uh, celestia first of all celestia stardust nice to meet you fantastic he gives you bizarrely a perfect handshake uh, and then extend, perfect handshake. Perfect. It's absolutely like the like the pressure, the amount of force. It's perfectly calibrated to your standards of handshake. Mm. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> it is no. <laughs> he shakes your your hands as well. Uh, and uh, if I might uh, know who you are, Sir Dwarf. Oh shit, that's me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I um. Mm, mm, Scamp. Pleasure to surname. meet you, Scamp. Uh, Scamp surname. He claps your hand and claps you on the shoulder as well, and then goes to you. And of course, uh, fine, sir. Course and Horace. Pleasure to meet you, nice Master Horace. Uh, from what I've heard, you are a fine. You are a fine halfling with a swivel gun. <laughs> well, uh, first of all, uh, can I? Uh, fix you anything to drink. I have a bit of uh, brandy. Uh, should you require it? No. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's all right. We... Yes, I'll take brandy. Why not? One brandy. <laughs> I can hold my yeah, little I'll better than some too. people. Scamp, you take one as well. I have made a wisdom to check to see how smart I am about this, so I will have some brandy. Oh okay, God. he pulls everyone <laughs> a. We're all having. He pulls everyone a a, a, a reasonably measured uh, snifter of brandy. He gets four out. Excellent. <laughs> Has one himself. Um, about um, as as he's doing so, there is a small knock at the door, and uh, you can see uh, there is a girl that uh, about. Maybe coming up to seven years of age, a uh, short, hum- blonde, uh, uh, blue-eyed human girl. She is, well, as more beautiful than she was in the picture. You know, like uh, be- like as beautiful as small children get. <laughs> you know, she's adorable. Like she's yeah. adorable. She has like those like really round eyes and like mm. she like she, you know she she could easily be the star of some sort of kids movie about getting lost and finding your dog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's ribbons. Yeah, there, there is there actually ribbons there are ribbons. Yeah. There are like ribbons in this girl. Uh, in Aww. girl's hair. So out of character for a second. Was the mayor supposed to be an orc as well as the other guy? No, no, he's I, human. I've got no, confused. He, he was always human, just, just, he was just ugly. Yeah, he was just ugly as an orc. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah I've got confused. I had them down as little orc mates together. Yeah, that yeah. was what I was thinking. Actually, I, I was under the impression he was. No, no, orc. human. Just um, just super ugly human. Yeah, okay. super ugly. Uh, <laughs> Okay. People so, here are dicks and judge entirely <laughs> on looks. Apparently so, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. the uh, uh, the girl comes in. Father, um, I was wondering if I could um, ask Marie and Tim uh, and, and maybe Jimothy round to the uh, to the party tomorrow. Uh, that will be fine, my dear. Uh, Danny's just got to uh, talk to these uh, very, very intriguing people here. Uh, why don't uh, you see see if you can uh, help uh, cook with, uh, with with dinner? 
oh, okay. And she gives you a little curtsy and runs off. Uh, my heart and joy there, Clara. Chelsea's not a name. <laughs> <laughs> There's a long history of children called no, no, Timothy in this world. <laughs> There's a town called Jimothy somewhere. We're going to Jimothy. Oh, like we have to go nearby. <laughs> I want to go. <laughs> so, um, as you sit down with your drinks, roll constitution checks. Yes. Saves, saves. Oh, no. <laughs> oh! That'll be a natural oh, one, then. 23. Um, that would be a six. Okay. Um, both. <laughs> These are saves, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, saves. So, yeah, 23. Okay, you, you, hold, you hold the brandy, dwarf style. It's not dwarven fire whiskey. So, you know, you're, like, you're, you're doing reasonably well <laughs> by comparison. Um, the other two, you can just start to feel the warm glow of alcohol sink back into your hindbrains. Mm. <laughs> As uh, mayor, the mayor sits down. Well, <laughs> Uh, on to the matter of business. Now, first of all, uh, I'm afraid I, the reason I've uh, asked to meet you all uh, privately like this is that this is a matter of some delicacy. So I'm afraid I must ask you not to repeat any of this uh, beyond these walls. A lot of people could take this sort of thing the wrong way. Don't worry, we're good at secrets. <clears throat> really? Okay. Mm. Fair enough. <laughs> no, no, he's going to take your word on this. Um, so, <laughs> so he uh, says, well, I uh, heard about your dispatching well, a ghoul, from what I understand, and uh, maybe s- dispatching uh, foul creatures is sort of what I have in mind. You see, um, tomorrow, the 14th of uh, Fallen Leaves, is uh, my dear Clara's uh, seventh birthday. Mm. Um, got a big party planned. Lots of the, uh, uh, lots of the kids from uh, the town are going to be there. It's going to be a lot of fun. Jimothy. <laughs> <laughs> Including, yes, uh, young Jimothy. Jimothy Not Junior, an actually. Uh, I imagine his father, Jimothy the Carpenter, will be there as well. Is Jimothy the second? Yes. Okay. <laughs> he could be Jimothy the third. <laughs> Dynasty. Do not um, fuck with the DM on this. You will lose. <laughs> well, there's uh, the simple fact of the matter is, I'd like to hire you to uh, well to kill a witch, and uh, I'm willing to. Oh, so she's real. Yes, I'm afraid so. I appear... We've heard a fairy story type rumours, but we didn't yes. know she was actually No, there. unfortunately I, I can attest that she's a real creature. Um, I'm willing to offer uh, 10 gold crowns each for this. So 30, uh, 30 in total. Um, see, the problem is uh, the witch, uh, they call her Olga Gristleguns, has been... Well, she's been causing problems for years, ever since I was a boy. The usual type, she weaves spells and curses, makes people sick, fouls the crops. So there's some people even think she brings on storms. Don't know how much I believe about that, but Mm. she's definitely a malign influence. Now, I can tell you where to find uh, her, where she lives. Uh, My advice to you, though, uh, if you do take this on, would be uh, not to engage her directly. Uh, Don't try and fight her uh, hand-to-hand, and definitely don't talk to her. 
She is uh, she has a reputation for being a conniving, manipulative old hag. Uh, no, my advice would be if you can find her home. Uh, and from what I understand, it's uh, it's an old tree that's kind of shaped like a grasping claw that she's uh, built a house into the middle of. Mm. Uh, just burn it down. I can supply you with uh, lamp oil, maybe even a maybe even a horn of, uh, of black powder to help get you started. But just block, just keep the door lock, block the door, or burn the the whole thing down. I think it's the only way to be safe. Right. Um, any particular reason you want this done tomorrow? Make a persuasion check. Fuck. <laughs> Ah, that's a nine. Well, that's not usually good. Bollocks. I'm, well, uh, simply put, I think it's just the fact that you will be leaving the day after tomorrow, from what I understand about how things are, and we don't get that many uh, capable problem solvers of this type, and, well, it's not something I necessarily want to involve the uh, soldiers with. They're, uh, they have... uh, there's always a bit of a balance between the civilian and the military power here in the Peter's March, and not to mention the possibility of uh, soldiers you know, being, uh, being well, maybe even talking to her and getting uh, twisted around by any lies she might tell them. <laughs> and what sort of lies does she tell? Oh, whatever she wants. You know, you know the way witches go. They are uh, quite deceitful sights. <laughs> hmm. And she's definitely evil. Oh yes, no. She's uh, she's been causing problems for many a year. Supposedly, uh, some poor souls will think to go out and try to get her help with things, and it always comes back to bite them. How much of this do we believe? Yeah, like genuinely. Make, make an insight. Can, every, can everyone do that? Is that? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I might make one at disadvantage because yes. I'm drunk. Oh, do I do that as well? <laughs> Actually, I'm going to say yes. Yeah, because yeah, you are drunk. I'm sober! So that's a 19 for me. Okay. Oh, God. That's going to be a that is, seven um, That would be a straight three for me. Okay, so <laughs> Colton and Celestia... You guys are so insightful. With the, with the, with the warm glow of alcohol uh, assisting you, you, this seems like seems fairly legit. Yeah, this seems like a witch's MO. Yeah, it seems like a great yeah, yeah. Uh Scamp, no, he is. He is definitely hiding something, and he's probably... Like, he's probably t- telling a couple of porkies of his own to hide it. <laughs> yeah. hmm. um, I will say that as he was talking, how the, uh, Scamp, you noticed his eyes flick for a moment to the portrait on the wall. What? What is the portrait? Which one? Uh, it's the, the portrait, portrait of, the of himself and his daughter. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Dorian Gray. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The portrait looks pretty much exactly the same as he does now. They're not like women and all like reasons no. anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, we were going to go that way anyway, so we'll see hmm. what we can do, I guess. Yeah, we'll we'll look into the matter. Right. Well, yeah. um, I'm I'm afraid if you want the if you, you know, if you do want the uh, lamp oil and the black powder, I will need your word on it. Unless you want to solve this your own way, I can understand you might have other means at your disposal. Oh, it... Can I just make some fire in my hand to go? I think we've got it covered. All right. Yes, I think you do. Party. Very impressed. 
Um, are you looking for any entertainment at your daughter's birthday parties, lest he's pissed? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean... Um, I've got a lot of instruments. Have... I'm very good... Well, all right. We we do have a couple of we do have a couple of old fiddlers in town, but I'm sure that a professional would be very much appreciated. Uh, um, I'm afraid uh, we we're all, all booked out for the most part on the budget, so it, you'll be playing for tips. I'm very good at getting tips. Well, that's all right then. Perhaps I will swing by. She does a sort of swinging little flourish with her arm, a little pissed, you know, gesture. <laughs> he, uh, swirls his own, he swirls his own brandy, not intoxicated, because unlike you, he hasn't pre-drunk. Celestia yeah, so is just <laughs> down, just like, like she shot at it, sort yeah. of thing. <laughs> All right, uh, unless there's uh, anything else, uh, any other information you need, uh, as I say, you want to head to the centre of the swamp and look for a gnarled tree shaped like a grasping claw. Okay, um... Well, we, we will do that. Lovely to meet you. Um, maybe see you tomorrow. I put out my hand because I want to feel his handshake again. I want okay, to understand. Okay, he shakes again, and once again, it is a perfect. I handshake. like hang on for a minute to like speculatively try and understand how this is working. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. oh, I don't, I'm not shaking his hand. I can't tell. Okay. Uh, I mean, you yeah, you can shake it as well if you want. Yeah. Yeah, he gives you another shake. Does his hand feel like the hand what I can see? Hmm, make an insight check. Oh, interesting question. Ooh, that's yeah. a good question. Someone's not drunk. <laughs> uh, 17. The um, the power, although the technically the handshake is again perfect, the muscles, the strength actually feels a little stronger than the slightly, not quite dainty, but slender hand would portray. Uh, would reveal mm. just from a handshake you can't quite tell whether you know uh, uh, exactly but yeah there's, there's more there's, there's there's more strength in there than you'd expect for the for yeah. the size of his hand and yeah something about the quality of his skin just feels a little grainier than yeah. now that it looks very interesting. Like more like because he looks like he's got like a like a like a scribe's hands, but they feel a bit more like a workman's. It's an illusion. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, did you say that in character? Like, no, 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 like... <laughs> no. I am sober enough to not do. That. Yeah. <laughs> You're not just going to call it magic. It's an illusion. Okay. <laughs> the, uh, the three of you are. Politely escorted out, <laughs> um, with your with your business having been conducted, you find yourselves back in the street. Did anyone else notice how amazing his handshake was? It was weird. It was it really didn't match good. The hand. It didn't match the hand. Really? So we need to talk to this witch, right? <laughs> That's got to happen. I mean, he sounds he, pretty he sounds legit, but at the same time, I feel no, slightly... No, he doesn't! Uh, he's had... He sounds like a man who sold his soul to a witch and now doesn't want anyone to know. You think? <laughs> yeah! Well, now you put it like that, that does kind of... Uh, I mostly feel sense, uncomfortable but... about burning an old lady that I don't know in her house. You're <laughs> 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 super shady, guys. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> so, 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 so let's just let's, hold on a second. Hold on, hold on. <coughs> now, on the one hand, we've got the option of going with uh, what uh, Ruberecht said, in that we've got to somehow get into the mayor's house 
and um, steal away well, something of his. If we decide that we want to do that, the, there's a party or, there tomorrow. Or it's not a bad. Yeah. There's lots of distractions. Or, that's hmm. a very very good point. Or we've got to go with what um, the mayor wants and go into the swamp and find this witch. <laughs> Burn her alive in her house. I, I mean, or we admit that yeah, both I these mean, guys are assholes. <laughs> we go and talk to the witch. I think neither uh, of these are good people. <laughs> <laughs> I think Scamp has a point. I've had her on the head, sort of like slightly drunkenly, it's like slightly too hard. Watch the horns. Watch the um, horns. Sorry. And I think we don't really know anyone around here, and I, I just. I do feel a little bit weird about just burning an old woman I don't know. <laughs> a little bit. I think maybe we should talk to her, and then if Have she ever... is evil, we can burn her in her home. That's fine. But if she isn't, then Have maybe we should steal off the mayor, because maybe he's the crazy one. Have either of you ever encountered a witch before? I don't I, as know. the DM, have I'm I just know. going to say no. Okay. None of you have. Yeah, no. no, I don't know witches. Right. <laughs> Well, you hear stories, and uh, one of the many things that uh, witches are famed with being able to do is, as the man says, being very beguiling and um, twisting people to their whims. Now, I'm not saying that necessarily it's, uh, it's as serious as just not talk to the person, but we've got to bear in mind, if we are going to, then that, that that's just a significant possibility. God, that was strong. <laughs> it was very, very oh, strong. Oh yeah, that was um, that that was uh, that looked to that had the actually uh, ooh, a history check. <laughs> history. I don't yeah. feel like Celestia would know this, so no. I'm not going to one. Scarf knows. That okay, one. that is going to be a seventeen. Oh yeah, that was uh, that was Karen. Uh, that was actually ferocious brandy uh, from the uh, from the distant <laughs> southern. Uh, well, sort of large island rather than the continent of Feroz, uh, made by the local halflings there, who brew, who brew alcohol about strong enough to contest dwarves. Uh, which also means that shit was expensive because that's important. That must, yeah. Wow. We probably just drank the equivalent of what we made um, it, 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 on the last, uh, the last Holy leg of this trip in, man in is alcohol rich. today. <laughs> He didn't even know us. Hang on, that's another good point, actually. How does the man who started off as a fisherman... Yes, how has he done all this? ...go from being a fisherman to the mayor of the town... Because he make a deal with a so witch? being so fabulously wealthy. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you make a very make good point. point there, but... but... If that's the case, then surely, surely some other people must know, or at least suspect. Also, up. though, right, the thing is, say say we do think that he has made a deal with this witch person, right? Why is he only bothered about it now? Why hasn't he murdered her years ago? I just think it's a little bit funny that his daughter's seventh birthday is tomorrow. Yeah. Like, it's all a bit, you know, why, why now? He looking at a picture of her. Did he? How drunk are you two? <laughs> I didn't... The accurate picture. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> um, I'm fairly drunk to answer your question. Okay. <laughs> Celestia is kind of swaying slightly. 
<laughs> I say it probably this looks only like a tree in the wind so I only say this because because Ellie is swaying in real life when she's doing this. You got to sway to do drunk acting. Yeah, that's how it works. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, He's rolled a natural one. Yeah. <laughs> I did roll something very low. It was like a five or yeah, something. So all the rum I you had earlier has yeah. also caught up with you. Should we go and see the witch then? I guess we go kill some cockatrices and find on the way. That's probably what we should do yeah. first. Uh, I mean, let's go through yes, the cockatrice bit because she's right in the middle, do. isn't she, with them? So maybe there are pets yeah. or something. Oh dear, <laughs> that's not <laughs> okay. I don't know about enough about them to know what their breeding habits are, oh. but maybe they're social creatures. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, you guys have already had a nature check to see what you know about uh, cockatrices, and the answer was not that much. Uh, so, yeah. okay, so you, you know, taking care of whatever needs you have, uh, you prepare to head deeper into the swamps. Uh, first of all, I'm going to ask for a survival check from whoever is leading the group. Uh, I'm definitely from, not yeah, leading. Making your way oh, no. to the <laughs> swamp centre. I'm I trying to like sober up at the back. <laughs> okay, cousin. Now survival is wisdom yep. based, and this means that I will either be rolling with disadvantage or not, depending on how long it takes for me to sober uh, up, because it's hmm, wisdom. I'm going to say disadvantage for this first check, but by the time I ask you to make another check, you will have sobered up. And I suppose that goes. Yeah, for same me too, for you, because you'll be right. walking for about an hour or two. Oh yeah, yeah, that'd be fun. Oh, it's not actually too bad. That's, um... Uh... Oh! More than I thought. 17. Okay, despite your day drinking, um... <laughs> you were, so you much st- day drinking. Like, still... What time is it at this yeah, point? It is about 2, 3 in the about afternoon. Two. Holy shit, actually, what's yeah, wrong with so us? So, <laughs> you, you traverse your way into the into the, ta- into the marshes. Uh, well, into marsh, and then into swamp, as it grows more wooded. Uh, working your way through uh, thick lands. Your, your your boots are getting a bit... Uh, those of you with high boots, which is, I think, only um, Celestia, mm-hmm. uh, you're the only one who doesn't get... who doesn't suffer the uh, ill effects of uh, swamp water. Just yeah, I've got the purple thigh boots yeah, to co- protect co- me. Coming, I don't have in. boots. You are actually fine, yeah, because you've got hoods. <laughs> so, weirdly, it's more that your ankles are cold and, and wet. Um, Causin, you're you're feeling more of the effect of <laughs> walking through the marsh. Oh, you've got sad, wet shoes. <laughs> well, hang on, he's got. But actually, quite, no, you've, uh, he's got. You've got quite high boots as well. You're really short. Yeah, so actually, no, all three of you are surprisingly okay for the most part. He's got jack yeah, boots. Yeah, you do. Oh, you're yeah, the tiny child-sized <laughs> yeah. jack boots. Okay, so yeah, tiny, like you know, small, probably size yeah. two. Oh, so working your way through. So <laughs> The ground. There is actually a point, and I'm going to ask you. Can I ask you all for a perception check, please? Yep. Yep. Do I still have? Uh, no, on no. This is, is this is now about four o'clock. You guys have sobered. Eleven. Right, oh god, four. Nine. How am I the most perceptive? Okay. Um, because you want things to <laughs> about, about part as of the way. Much. <laughs> yeah, as much, yeah. <laughs> You've actually been matching the other two <laughs> drink for drink, so. 
We can only I feel assume... like you've like eaten a lot of shit out yeah. of bins in your time. Yeah. You're pretty hardy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, yes. Infernal constitution going on there. <laughs> um, so yeah, as you work your way through, uh, Scamp, you spot about two two hours into the travel, um, a a little shape suddenly twitch its head in the uh, in between the the foliage and the uh, and the wet swamp. And as you look, uh, you can see that there is a small uh, feathered bipedal dinosaur. Um, it has brownish orange, uh, brown and orange sort of feathers. So it actually, in the uh, light filtering through, it's still overcast, by the way. In the uh, in the light filtering through the leaves, it's almost invisible. Um, but you spot it, and as you look around, you see that there's about four or five of them and they they kind of halt for a moment uh, following you and seeming to size you up before after having done that they look at each other you know, one of them tilts its head at the other and you just hear it sort of give off a little chittering sound and then they all break away having decided that apparently uh you are too large a tar- a group of targets for them to take anyone down Oh, that's uh, kind of adorable. Yeah, just a just a handful of uh, accurately sized velociraptors. Uh, however, <laughs> feathers as well. Mm, so great. Uh, distracted as you are, however, um, all three of you do not realise until you put one foot into a sudden uh, bit of the bog, which just is a lot deeper than you expected, and all three of you are suddenly plunged into what no. is essentially quicksand. Um, okay. Is it like that bit in Princess Bride? It's pretty much exactly like the bit in Princess Bride. That's cool and also horrible. Yes. <laughs> All three of you are suddenly sinking. Can I have a uh, an athletics check, please, from everyone? Oh, God. Oh, help, good. help. All right. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, that's one of the first good checks I've rolled today. That's a 17. Okay, 17 from Celestia. Seven. Okay, Celestia, you grab hold of a nearby vine and manage to pull yourself out onto the side. However, the other two are now down to, uh, because of respective weight levels, they're actually both down to about chest level and slowly sinking. Okay. Uh, You both get the feeling that, actually no, slightly more, it's more like neck level. You both get the feeling that you could make maybe one more attempt to get out of this without uh, on your own, uh, but after that you might run the risk of sinking in. Um, Celestia is going to start tying a rope from a climber's kit around a yep. tree and tying it around oh. her waist while they're making okay. the checks. Uh, who do you want to try and save first? Um... I'm going to try and save... I think I'm going to try and save Corzin because he's smaller. And I'm actually okay. worried about, like... <laughs> yeah. He'd he'd sink more quickly because he's tiny. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay, so yeah, quickly and silently, while the other two are sort of... <laughs> Scrambling. Trying to scramble. Yeah. You loop the rope round. You make a you make a, a lasso uh, to, for Corzin to grab hold of. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to allow... Uh, you to make an athletics check with advantage mm-hmm. uh, because Scamp, because you are still sinking, I'm going to st- uh, still ask you to make an athletics check to at least try and stay where you are. So am I making it with advantage? Uh, you or... are making it with advantage because okay. you're the one who has the cool. uh, leverage. That's a 15. Oh god, mate. <sighs> that would be a 10 uh, with advantage. Okay. Scamp, you actually managed to crawl out just about you, you grab onto some rough uh, onto some harder ground and pull yourself and with a heavy sort of 
sound, you oh. manage to get out. Causing, however, as you try and struggle, you can just feel the, the, the quicksand moving beneath you and you sink under. Uh, you can, uh, yes, you can hold your breath. You, okay, Causing can hold his breath for three rounds because of, because of sudden suffocation rules. Uh, so, what would the two of you like to do in your first six yes, seconds um, of trying to save Causing? 18 seconds. Jesus, you know, Celestia is actually going to do a different tack. She's going to tie the rope round her yeah. waist yeah. and literally try and sort of go in and get him. Okay. okay, I'm going to say make another athletics check with, with advantage. Okay, let's hope this is better. Come on. Okay, that's a 16. Okay, you reach in and you actually go kind of in, almost entirely under for a moment. Mm. Uh, Scamp, as you're sort of staring at, the, at, the, at everything going on, behind you, unseen, a large rat-like figure crawls past. <gasps> <laughs> Literally, Princess Bright, this is the best thing. Then slinks into the woods completely unnoticed. Uh, before, with what would surely be an upswelling of dramatic music, uh, <laughs> Celestia pulls herself out of oh the, my swamp, God. The, the swamp muck, causing kind of held under one arm, both of you gasping for breath. <laughs> oh god <sighs> alright new rule no bloody day drinking day drinking is bad for people <sighs> should we maybe tie ourselves together mm. um, um, doesn't that mean that if one of us falls in all no, of us no it means if one of us falls in the other two can immediately pull them out no, but also if uh, I'd rather trust it to look in the, the there trees. Yeah. Looking around, you can see that the uh, the the the, <laughs> the lightning sand, as it were, has does have a slightly distinctive whiter sort of appearance to the rest of the body marsh. So you should be able to avoid it in future. Um, I'm going to ask you to make, however, everyone at their choice may either make a nature or insight check at this point. Okay, I'll go for nature. Ugh, four. Uh, oh, natural insight. Uh, do I have anything? Okay. Nature. Oh, that's a twenty-one. Yes. Nice. Okay. Nice. Uh, when he got two. As you guys are sort of breathing and brushing off the various uh, swamp crap that has sort of a, a, a comp, uh, has appeared on your uh, clothing, you look round and you notice there are uh, six clumps of old dead wood and twigs around this uh, patch that were not here a minute ago. Celestia, oh as Corzin sort of puts a hand on your uh, on your uh, arm and you look around. Yeah. Hey, have you noticed that? Yeah, as you, as you look around and, note, and he points them out, you suddenly remember uh, an old lesson from your, uh, from, from your tuition and you recognise these for what they are. Well, they they look uh, to the ordinary observer like just odd, uh, piles of old twigs, and indeed they appear to be exactly that, until these carnivorous plants, known as twig blights, rouse themselves and attack. They oh, appear to yeah. be quiescent, waiting for you to to move, uh, possibly waiting for you to move away from the uh, from the lightning sand. But um, yeah, they have encircled you. These are twig blights. They attack people. Alright. Uh, yep, we're, we're properly surrounded and they're waiting for us to move. Why? I 
just going to cast Mage Armor really, really quiet. Yeah, you tie the leather around your horn and feel your horn's strength cover your skin. Do I know anything about strengths or weaknesses or anything uh, like that? Yes, you um, do. Um, one moment. So, Monster Manual happens. <laughs> yeah, Monster Manual happens. Uh, yeah, with a 20, what was it, 21? Yeah. Yeah, you know pretty much all there is to know about these things. Excellent. Uh, you know that they are individually quite weak, uh, but that they, uh, and they mostly gay, they mostly attack with the element of surprise. They can produce some very nasty scratches with the thorns that are hidden mm-hmm. within them. You know that they are extremely vulnerable to fire, however, being mm-hmm. essentially composed of dead wood. Okay. Uh, they cannot be blinded or deafened. Um, but yeah, one good, essentially a good hit with a flaming torch or a heavy rock might be enough to do them in. Okay, so I imagine stuff like psych damage is going to be bollocks on them because they're bushes. Yeah, they are essentially yeah. bushes. It's it's okay. not going to do too well on them. Do they see? Uh, apparently, they uh, you know that they can that they can see without sight. Um, they see, but not yeah, with eyes. Um, also, fire is good. Hitting them is good. So They're quite illusion weak. wouldn't work. Um, probably Illusions not. tend to be either sound or sight-based, yeah. So. Yeah, pro- probably not. Um, but yeah, um, I mean, if you whack them once I've with a thing, they might... I've been in this situation might, before. You know, we don't uh, run. That's what they expect. We strike. Mm, we've got to get in there. So, shall I just ch- start chucking fire at them? Yep. Is that... Okay, let's do that then. <laughs> okay, this is... I'm going to say initiative because neither of the party is surprised. So, uh, if I can ask you to roll initiative, please. Ooh. Just them. Yeah, that's not bad. <laughs> I'll be an 11 17. Oh, also 17. Um, oh, what's wow. your dex, babe? Two. Oh, mine's also two. Interesting. Should we, oh, should we do uh, a little d25? Yeah. 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 Hmm. Um, I got a 14. I got a four. Ah, okay. So okay. that's me first. <laughs> so Celestia, then Scamp, then Tweaks. Okay, so Celestia, you go first. Oh, God. By, by a hair's breadth. <laughs> I don't think I have anything like torches or whatever, do I? Mm. Um, you really have torches, surely. You have torches or uh, not? You do have torches. You don't okay. have them lit. Um, but I'm going to say. Would it take yeah. an action to light a torch? Oh uh, yeah, I'm going to say it takes an action because you've okay. got you've got a, you've got a quick uh, you've got a quick working tinderbox. None of you, to my knowledge, have matches, but which would make a bonus action. But no, I don't think we would. Yeah, um, yeah I am going to light a torch. Okay. You quickly uh-huh. grab one of the because uh, you have a couple of oil-soaked uh, torches. <laughs> yeah, and wave yeah. it around, kind of Basically, flick the tinderbox for like six seconds, trying to get the thing to look. Yeah. But yep, yeah, you now have a burning torch uh, as a tool. It does it does a base damage of one d four fire damage, but these things are vulnerable to fire damage, so they take double damage. Oh, nice. So okay. it's one d four fire plus probably your strength. Base. And what's it to hit? Like what's the uh, it bonus? would be? A, it's a strength based weapon. Okay, so cool. Doing plus it's strength plus proficiency, attacking with a torch. Uh, okay. Okay. Um, also, do I have a bonus action? Uh, yes. Um, okay, I'm going to give Scamp inspiration. So I'm going to turn around. So, and hold the torch sort of under my face, like when you're doing a ghost story. And it sort of like lights up my face <laughs> yeah, from underneath yeah. and go, Use your fire, scamp. Get ready. <laughs> Hit them with things. <laughs> Celestia's okay. not feeling very ill. 
<laughs> very eloquent today. Scam. You've got quicksand in your hair. It's yeah. Not- yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, it's not yeah. great, but you're still inspired somehow. Yeah. It's so you even, get a D6. It's, quick- <laughs> it's not a finger pump yeah. nah, type that's, of day. That's the Tasha Sidious laughter. That's a whole different game. <laughs> These okay. things don't find finger puppets funny because they're bushes. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, because they basically are finger puppets. <laughs> uh, scam. So we're completely surrounded. Yeah. Uh, yeah they are basically really. at radial, yeah, in radial directions around you. Then I will just attempt to fireball at something. Okay. Uh, make an attack roll. Uh, oh, that is. Oh, that's good. That's a twenty-four. That hits. Roll damage. Next, mm. I. Oh, seven. Okay, yeah, it is completely toast. As the fu- wow. as the streak of fire comes out of your hand, it smacks into the pile of apparent tw- uh, twigs, and you see them suddenly spring up and forming an almost humanoid-looking shape before they s- uh, struggle backwards and collapse. You would almost expect like a tinny scream to accomplish it, but instead it's more like just like a, a desperate rattling of wood against wood mm. uh, before it falls into the marsh and continues to burn away. At this, however, the other five immediately rouse up these piles just forming tiny humanoid twig men. Uh, I don't know if you guys have ever seen the Blair Witch Project, but mm. if you have, uh, think of the little uh, wicker, like little wicker uh, twig men in the trees. Basically, I like that. I've not seen that, oh, but right, yeah. I can yeah. go for really you big, could, scary could, bow truckles. Yeah. So. yeah, basically, think <laughs> yeah. evil bow truckles. Mm. Um, I've seen okay. twig blights, I know what they look like. Yeah. <laughs> so, at this point, uh, they are going to attack. I'm going to say. Uh, yeah, they seem. Okay, would they be more willing to hit the person with fire? Or the more, actually, no, they'd be more willing to hit. So, only one, one of you has, has launched fire, one of you has fire right now. And one of you doesn't. So only one is going to attack Celestia because you've still got a torch. Two are going to hit Scamp and two are going to go for uh, cause it. So Celestia first. Uh, does a 15 hit your armor class? Yes. Okay. Uh, well, these things are adorable. Um, <laughs> okay, you take... Oh, still though, you take four points of piercing damage as oh, they just oh. rake... Uh, one of them managed to get its tiny... Uh, twigs around your uh, I'm going to say one of your thighs and just rakes through it and blood starts to flow uh, freely kind of staining your clothing we're level 2 so that's that's actually quite a lot (laughs) it's actually quite a lot of blood soaking down Uh, okay Uh, two are going to go for scamp Uh, oh yeah that's a 7 that's an 18 from 1 does an 11 I don't think an 11 hits you okay the one that does manage to get you uh, again, slashes you with its thorns for two points of, uh, of, of damage. Uh, actually, it's, yeah, I'm going to say slashing damage, actually. Okay, two are going to attack Corzin. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, that wasn't close. Uh, that was a seven, so you're fine. Uh, and an eight. They try and launch themselves on you, but you just sort of expertly step out of the way. And they kind of end up in a little pile yeah. on the ground. Not happening today, yeah. lads. <laughs> okay, uh, that makes it Corzin's go. Right, the two that have just yep. come at me, I'm going to uh, attempt to slash each one of them in turn. Alright, that's going to be a... Uh, oh, an 18 that for the hits. first one. Roll attack for the second one. And a 12 for uh, the second 
The 12, it just manages to roll out of the way and you just get swamp water on your uh, saber instead. But the first one hits, roll damage. Fair enough. That's 10 Okay, yeah, it's like cutting through old dry wood. It just splinters into pieces. (laughs) As it goes. So two of the twig blights are now down. Uh, Top of the round, that makes it Celestia again. Okay, um, I'm going to go for the one who's nearest to me. Probably yep. the one that's just hit me, actually. Yeah. yeah, And do a sort of, I mean, unnecessarily spin round with my sword. Okay, yeah. I don't need to, but yeah. I'm going to just anyway, and I'm going to hit it. Yeah, make an attack now. Okay. Um, uh, oh, God, that is rubbish. That is an eight. <laughs> okay, no, it just... <laughs> I keep spinning and sort of trip, and it doesn't look uh, great. Uh, yeah, no, no, you, you overextended on that one, yeah. I guess. <laughs> I um, overspun. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, Scamp, you're up next. So I'm in melee, aren't I? Uh, so, essentially, yeah. Yeah. Anything ranged is going to be at disadvantage. Disadvantage. But on the other hand, it's probably worth it for the fire, because I don't. Melee's not my strong point. <laughs> no. <laughs> so I will firebolt the one that's right in front of me. One of the ones, there's two of them, isn't there? Yeah, there's two. So, I will go... I'll go for the one that hit me. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Oh, that's not good. Um, What's your inspiration dice? Is it a D6? Yeah, D6, babe. Mm, Is that going to be enough? Um, Sod it, I'll try and add inspiration to that. Okay. Nope, that's not going to be good. That's an 11. Ah, uh, no, just not quite, not close, but not quite enough. Uh, Celestia you, wasn't that inspiring. Uh, so. yeah, it, as, both of them are, as both of them are slashing and, uh, and weaving around you, it's just kind of hard to keep track of this thing that's really quite fast, and you just... <laughs> the fire just sputters uselessly into the mud. Okay, uh, unless you want to have a bonus action or anything you'd like to... or movement or similar you'd like to take, the twigs will go next. So, uh, still one on Celestia. Uh, oh, that might hit. That's a 17. Yep. Oh, that definitely hits. That definitely hits. hits. Uh, you take another three points of slashing damage as it <gasps> continues uh, to tr- uh, to savage your legs. If I get murdered yeah. by a bush, I'm going to be so annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> For fuck's sake. Uh, two are still after... Uh... Okay, one of them... Need to work on One your of them missteps, oh. and I'm going to roll... Oh, I'm going to roll a... Oh, dear. I'm going to roll an athletics check for it. Has a minus three. Uh, it missteps and gets caught in the lightning sand and just starts sinking, scrabbling desperately in an attempt to escape, but just being pulled down. Oh. Natural one. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, the other one, however, gets an 18 and does another three points of slashing damage to uh, Scamp. As it, uh, as it rakes you with its thorns. So the one remaining on one on Corzin, uh, that's a 13? Nope. Okay, yeah. You Not just, today. It slashes you, but it catches you on the low-profile leather you wear and doesn't manage to score its way through. Yeah. Okay, speaking of which, Corzin, this is your go. Right. He's just going to go the same way as his friend. Okay, that's a... Uh, oh, uh, that's 23. That hits. Roll damage. And, uh, well, yeah, okay. Uh, the second one doesn't, so... <laughs> oh, and it's another ten slashing damage. Okay, yeah, no. <laughs> Just shatters into pieces uh, with a with a blow. It seems that you're favouring your right arm today. 
<laughs> okay, there's still two of the little t uh, twig lights left. One on Celestia, one on Scamp. Okay, I'm going to try and move uh, on them in a menacing manner. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you get up to, uh, you get close to them. You'll be in a position to make an attack on whichever one you want. Uh, next right. round. Celestia. Uh, Celestia's going to abandon all grace and just try and smack ah! one of them with a twig. It's not graceful, yeah. just like, ah! Okay, <laughs> make, make an attack roll. Okay, um... Uh, fuck's sake. It's an 11. Okay, again, Rubbish. this thing is fast. It just swoops past as you're trying to, uh, to get it. Celestia flails. Okay, do you want to do your bonus action? Or? Um, 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 how many inspirations do I have? You know what? I'm actually going to save yep. the rest. Yep, you don't get those back yeah. to the long rest. I'm, I'm so. going to leave it, I think. Okay, uh, Scam. Still one on you, one on Celestia. Yeah, fireball to get. It's right Okay, in the face. go for it. <laughs> Just sort of panicking and trying to check fire. Oh, God, two eights, which become 15. That hits. Yay. Nice. Two! Times two, uh. because, but doubled because of the power of fire, and that's enough. <laughs> it is roasted in alive, you guess? Uh, and again, it lets off a little clattering sound as it struggles for a few moments before collapsing and burning away. Uh, the twig on Celestia can see which way the, uh, the fight is turning and is going to uh, use a disengage action and try and run as fast as its tiny legs can carry it, which is 20 feet. They so cannot not very move fast. very fast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Causing, you could actually manage to catch up with it and make an attack if you wanted. I'm going to do that. Yeah. Go for it. Oh, not sure that hits. That's an 11. That does not. But do I, I, I do get a, a second yeah, attack. Yeah, you get a second I? one. That's a little bit better. 21. Okay, that one hits. Roll damage. Okay, that's 7 damage. And with a last smack, uh, the final twig blight is absolutely shattered, splintering into little uh, fragments. It's like the brooms in Yay. Fantasia. Yeah, pretty much exactly. Oh, okay, you all take a moment to breathe. <laughs> the ambush oh, has been thwarted. Two of you are right. Not massively, if I'm honest. I'm all... <laughs> um, I'm okay. I need to look up how strong a rest works. Uh, it works on a short rest. Short you guys, rest? You guys can probably uh, find a slightly firmer bit of ground if you want to take how, an hour. How are you all feeling? Do you want rest? a short rest? I think it's probably best that you take that. Yeah, I, I need one. Good. I could do with one. Because um, if I use a healing spell, that's... One of my not many spells gone. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. and also you can all get a d6 if I do one. So, well, actually, does that work on me? No. Uh, Song of Rest. Should do. Uh, yep, it's you as well. Oh, awesome. So, yeah, um, Celestia gets her xylophone out in the middle of the swamp while we're taking a, a short rest. She plays some calming tunes. She sings a song about trees being bastards. It's called Bastard Trees. Bastard Trees. They are bastards, bastard trees. And everybody somehow feels a little bit better. A whole D6 better, to be precise. Yes, so, so. You, provided you spend at least one hit die, you get an extra 1D6 hit points. Yeah. Uh, of course, you're going, that's catchy. <laughs> I don't need to spend any hit die, oh, actually, but... Yeah. 
That was the worst roll. I rolled a one on my d8 hit dice. Oh. Ugh. Still, you're up. Although, although you get two now at least because yeah. I'm level two. So, that's... Yeah. so you. Oh, up, no, you're still up. back up to nine. Oh, yeah, right. so um, it's not too bad. Up to a respectable level now. Yeah. I was on four before, which just isn't good to go into a fight with. Let's yeah. be honest. If anyone, <laughs> else wants, if anyone else would like to use uh, some uh, some uh, a, a hit die now, this would be a good time. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to use a hit die, you also get a d6. Cool. So. Go for it. Yeah, I only needed the one d six. Okay, you take a. I think I can do that. Like you take a, you take an hour to rest, drink some water. Um, you, one of your shipmates uh, actually bought you a small packed lunch, which you can see. Um, and this we're having, having a bit of time to rest, refresh, do some mild, do some mild first aid to your uh, various injuries, <laughs> clean them, bind them. Yeah. <laughs> Sit uh, and be embarrassed that we got slaughtered by trees. And... Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll let you do a medicine check on this. Yeah, just to see what I can do for them. Yeah. Uh, that will be a... Oh, that'll be an unnatural 20. Ooh, nice. Okay, you know what? I'm going to say everyone take an extra d4. <gasps> you, so uh, you, nice. Just for, just for proper, proper health care. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, you know... Um, yes, I'm back up to uh, full. Thank you, Cozy. Get a tourniquet on that and, you know, wrap that around and fucking, you've got a yeah. freaking open wound there. That's going to get infected like the buggery. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, get that under... Um, <laughs> Celestia is not an that. easy patient. She, like, wiggles while you fish a, while you mm. fish bits of sand out of her. And she's like, yeah. what are you doing? Get off me. Yeah. Ow. Were any of your ancestors by any chance a halibut? Stay still. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so having taken some time uh, to rest, you pick yourselves back up and begin, and you're now most of the way towards the centre of the swamp, uh, or at least what people are generally considering the centre. I'm going to ask for another, uh, for one more survival check, please. Survival, okay. Uh, six. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're all rolling really way, bad checks today. Um, like, yeah. Really awful ones. I blame uh, the heat. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> okay. Um, as you're working your way through, and it is quite a quite a muggy day, though, uh, as it is out here, uh, you start to look at, looking for tracks, trying to find some hint. Um, you carry on for another couple of hours, so sunset is coming up. It's starting to get a little dimmer, um, and you've no, you're starting to notice in stuck in the mud. Um, there are the bones of larger looking fowl and lizards things Ooh. like large like large sort of monitor lizards the bones of of, 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 of velociraptors at one point uh what looks like the half consumed skeleton well mostly consumed skeleton of an alligator and they are submerged in the mud uh but their bones picked clean of flesh but the mud isn't quicksand you've been keeping an eye out for that it's just normal mud as far right. as you can tell and you can't quite seem to work out why it is that they that these creatures could have so easily become ensnared uh, in the mud proper. Couldn't be the cockatrices, could it? Hmm. Did they as turn to so stone and then sink and die? As you're musing upon this, you look round uh, as you're walking, and you kind of notice there are some very weirdly shaped rocks uh, studded in the ground. And it's only the moment when you suddenly, uh, where, where, as you put these two together that you step forward and not having really, having been paying more attention to the ground as these thoughts, you emerge into a clearing where uh, 
There is a large nest in the middle of it, built out of twigs and branches, like a literal bird's nest on the ground rather than in the air, uh, in which you can see currently sitting in it, there are three tiny, small birds about the size of chickens. Um, Or, well, bird is um, a generous description. These creatures, there's definitely some bird in them, um, but they're, they're, they're also very much a cross. Uh, these things, they've got the heads of cockerels uh, and much of the same body, but, but their wings are almost bat-like and bare. And there's a strange spiny uh, nature uh, to them. There's kind of lizard-like appearances as well. Um, and as you see these three small uh, ones, uh, you, can, you also look up and you notice the two adults, uh, both of which are about the size of large turkeys, maybe bus- uh, maybe like buzzards or so on, uh, who notice you, spread their wings in threat oh. displays, and just... <laughs> Everyone roll initiative. I am also going to scream. <laughs> I'm also going... <laughs> okay, new initiative checks, please. Oh, bloody hell. Okay, one moment. Six from me. (laughs) Uh, I've just got you beat on an eight. (laughs) What's wrong with us today? I'm going to up with this dice in the naughty corner. It's it's doing badly. So, uh, Corzin was an eight. Um, Yep. uh, Sorry, Celestia, were you the five or the six? I was the... Were you five or six? six. I was the six, yeah. I'm five. Yep, Celestia pulled up the six and Scamp five. Okay, uh, yeah, they they beat your initiative. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I remain really? unshocked. <laughs> yeah, uh, so the, the cockatrices got a 13. It's not um, even that good. <laughs> yeah, no. There's two, there's two adults and uh, three babes. Oh, no, the babes want to fight too. Oh, yeah, all, th- all five oh, of them no. have freaked have just immediately freaked the fuck out at your appearance. Uh, you are all within... You're in a group around 40 feet away from them. Uh, so I'm going to say that the, the adults immediately burst into flight to reach you. Uh, the babies can't actually fly. They're not quite big enough. But they waddle over in a dash action. So they're all... Oh, they're all they're, they've all sort of moved up they to be close to They that's cute or terrifying. Yeah. Uh, a waddle dash. So I'm going to say it's one... Oh. Yeah, so there's one baby on uh, that will reach up with each of you uh first adult chooses scamp uh oh good second adult chooses celestia okay <laughs> okay um so uh two two adults first so i'm going to do celestia uh celestia's attacker first the cockatrice, uh, winging through the air, immediately just goes straight down trying to bite you with its beak. Oh, Doesn't bother with anything else. Uh, so that was a natural one. Oh, good. Um, Yay! Yay. Uh, okay, so that's a natural one. So it does... Oh, yeah, so it does four points of damage to its companion, but cockatrices are immune to their own petrification. That seems sensible. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It would yeah. be really yeah. an evolutionary sort of disadvantage. Yourself, um... It would be a massive evolutionary disadvantage otherwise. 
Uh, okay, so uh, then the adult attacking scamp next, uh, and I think yeah. at this point we can move uh, to a slightly more active uh, uh, combat music. Uh, that no, that would be a an eighteen. Uh, okay, so scamp, you take. Ooh, five points of piercing damage and make a and please make a constitution saving throw. Oh. Oh god, I don't trust any of my dice. <laughs> oh, non-natural 20. Nice. Okay, as it strikes you and slashes across your arm, it leaves a heavy graze and you notice with horror that it seems to stop the edges of the where there's blood initially leaking, the blood flow stops and it seems to turn whitish, like it's kind of turning into some sort of chalky stone, but it doesn't spread beyond the greys. All it's done is stop the blood flow. Oh, that's really scary. Yeah, it just seems that for whatever oh. reason it hasn't, it hasn't, maybe hasn't gotten into a bloodstream properly, but the magic hasn't, uh, hasn't worked its way through your bloodstream. Oh, it's going to be so shit if one of us turns to stone for 24 hours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's try not to do that That'll then. Be yeah. Really, yeah. Okay, really uh, the three babbies are going to attack next. So Babby against uh, cause in first. That is Didn't a thirteen. They need to, to get there. Oh no, they don't. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So oh, they they will attack oh. next round. Uh, thank you for reminding me. Yeah, they are not they are not in a position to attack yet. Okay, so that makes it cause in first of all. You're the only I'm one not currently. Like... Uh, I mean, I guess you're. Yeah, there is a Babby within five feet of you. So uh, it do, it, so you are technically for the purposes of ranged attacks within melee with a creature. All right. Yeah, I'm imagining like. Large featherless parrot type things at this point. Yeah, just Ugh. yeah, that's that's pretty close. There's a few feathers here and there, but they're like a crest around the head, and that's it. All right, no, if this uh, if this thing's coming at me, then I'm uh, I'm giving it cutlass. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, do you want to attack the the baby in front of you or one of the adults? Uh, well, am I in range of both? Uh, you are in range of the baby. I'm going to say you can like step into range of one of the adults, maybe the one next to Celestia, without getting out of range of the baby. Right, I will do that. Okay. And I'll um, do a, a, a scimitar attack on both. Okay. Go for it. Not good. That was an 11. Versus the baby or the... Uh... Or the adult. The adult was uh, that was against. Okay, that just hits. Eleven. Oh wow, eleven. Yeah, hits. just okay, barely. Right. Yeah. Drop that off the table. Sorry. <laughs> okay, damage is uh, nine slashing. Nice. You deliver a, a a good slash to the side of it. Uh, blood begins to flow forward, but this thing looks surprisingly tough for its size. Mm. Okay, and against the uh, the chick. Oh, that's even worse. That's uh, that's a nine. No, no, yeah. this thing is frantically flapping about. Just <laughs> 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 stay still, damn it! <laughs> okay, uh, Celestia, you are you, you, there. There's there are two cockatrices currently wailing on you. Okay, um, can I get right? How many are within fifteen feet of me? Uh, within fifteen feet of you, like uh, in a circle. Yeah, any any direction. All of them. All excellent. Yeah, you guys are are pretty close to each other. Fuck it. Um, okay. Because <laughs> so, also within fifteen feet are your companions. I know. Okay. But um, I don't think Celestia is that clever. Okay. <laughs> so we're gonna do. So I'm gonna get my guitar out, yep. like swing it over from my back, 
I'm going to do a power cord slide so it goes and I'm going to cast Thunder Wave. Oh shit. Okay, so I just need the, the, <laughs> nice. the spell card here. I'm sorry, so Celestia's not a considerate person. Make, everyone needs to make a constitution saving yep. throw. <laughs> Alright. Oh, that's a wall. Oh shit. I'm sorry, you're going to be really injured. Fuck. <laughs> What's the DC on that? Um, it is. Oh, I should have used a fourteen. Oh, I just. God damn uh, it! Failed. This was a bad I a idea. Thirteen. Okay. Uh, oh, so I'm going to do one well, of these. Well, I've committed now. Yeah. Oh, it's all right. The damage isn't that good. <laughs> We're all pushed. Yeah, you push ten back, feet so. back, and you take three thunder damage. Okay. Well, the good news is all of you have been pushed. Uh, all of you except for Celestia are now have now been pushed out of melee range of the uh, of the cockatrices. All of who, none of whom rolled lower than a sixteen. Oh, for fuck's sake! So oh. I literally just one injured rolled, you. One rolled a natural twenty. Uh, so they all take one point of damage, a thunder damage. Maybe it's karma for not being considerate about injuring my companions. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> Yeah, uh, the the babies seem to have taken it slightly worse than the adults just by virtue of their size. Uh, mm. Okay, so after that, after knocking your companions back, are they prone as well? Uh, no. No, just, yeah, just they, you, you managed to catch your footing before you're knocked over into the mud. Uh, scamp, unless Celestia wants to move or take a bonus action. Um, For my bonus action, do I want to do anything... Um, yeah, I'm gonna look over at Corzin, put my leg up on a tree, like, lunge style, and just do some really awesome chords at him and flick my hair and give him a wink, and I'll give him, uh, inspiration. Okay, Corzin, just oh, the fact okay. that, uh, that guitar just blasted you <laughs> uh, into, into the air for a moment, uh, you've got to admit, it is cool. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna You're annoyed, but it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that makes it scampscope. Right. You are, you are, the good news is you are not within melee range now. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> right, I will pull out my little diamond ring and <laughs> attempt to cast Chromatic Orb at okay. the one that hit me. <laughs> uh, yep, go for it. Um, that's a 16 to hit. That hits. Roll damage. And what uh, damage are you using? Uh, I was going to go for cold. Ooh. So just a blast of ice. Yeah. Well, an orb of ice. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's really good. I'm so glad you didn't roll that on the thunder wave. Um, that is 19. Holy shit. Oh, seven, seven and an eight on my damage. Two of my dice. And then a four on the other, which is still yeah. not bad. Yeah. Okay. You strike the uh, cockatrice dead in the oh. chest. And actually, like, a, a shard of ice is now lodged into its breast. Uh, the whole thing is now covered in ice crystals. It's barely able to move. This thing is now on the, is practically on the verge of death, but it speaks more to its uh, sheer berserk attitude that, that it's alive <laughs> than to any feat of constitution on its part. Oh, balls. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, top of the round, right, can however. Can I step back a oh, bit yeah. as well? I yeah. just want to get a little bit more out of... Get a little bit more out of the uh, Celestius range, at least. Uh, 
Celestia's not very considerate. I'm sorry. Okay, so <laughs> loving the cockatrice so, noises, um, by the way. Just, <laughs> really I haven't good. used side of chaos, but you can get me to roll a d20 anytime I roll do a spell of level one or higher. This is to fair see point. You know what? Just for the sake of it, yeah, because this is a dramatic moment. Do it. Do me a d20. <laughs> That's all right. It's a six. Cool. Yeah, it needs to be a one, I think. So yeah. Uh, okay, so cockatrices top of the round. Uh, so one on Celestia first. Uh, no, that's an eleven. Uh, it just meant <laughs> you, you kind of duck out of the way. Uh, the adult uh, is going to fly off to scamp, sticking to its target. That was an eight. It's just it's moving stiffly. It can barely coordinate with the uh, with the amount of ice freezing up its muscles. Uh, the three uh, juveniles next. Uh, Ten against Corzin. Uh, nope. Eleven against Celestia. Nope. Uh, but mm, seventeen against Scamp. I'm afraid. Bugger. Uh, okay. Oh, <laughs> scamp, you take two points of piercing damage. Oh. And a new constitution save. Oh, God. Um, yeah, just in case, I'm going to use the Tides of Chaos here. Yep. Uh, I'm going to take that advantage. Oh, that's good, because one of them was a 2, and the other one is ooh. a 21. Ooh, okay, yeah, sure. again, like the, the only the cut seems to turn to stone. Uh, and it doesn't pass any deeper than the rest of you. Whew. Okay, so uh, that makes it Corzin's go. All right. So, um... Yeah, only, actually, uh, only the in... only one right in front of you now is the one cockatrice baby who was chasing after you. Right. Uh, no, I'll, I'll, I'll have to uh, take that one down then. Okay. So, both attacks on that one. Okay. Okay, that's uh, unnatural 20. Yep. Hits. And uh, a 2, so no, that doesn't hit. No. Right, okay, so the first one. Hooray, that's five damage. Okay, you slice heavily into its body uh, and it begins to uh, uh, produce gouts of blood. Uh, its tiny berserker rage means it doesn't seem to feel this, but you get the feeling that you've now done it, you've done it a serious injury. Mm. Not dead, though. Uh, perhaps if the other had hit. But again, this thing is just <laughs> going around uh, frantically. Uh, these things don't understand when they're dead <laughs> <laughs> yep okay uh, don't think you can really move unless you really want to provoke an attack of opportunity for no reason so Celestia no. Um, are any of them in good shooting range uh, uh, 20 foot or over I mean yes but two of them are currently on you and attempting to attack uh, you true. So, if you're, um, so using a, using a ranged weapon will provoke disadvantage not great um, okay Oh, I don't know what to do here. Um, all of my spells are really quite sort of... Distancy. Well, not distancy. They're all quite wisdom-based and they're chickens. <laughs> so I'm like, this might not work that well. Um, How wise are chickens? I don't, are they wise enough to be affected by like psych damage? Like That's the question. Like, I really check. don't know. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. What dice do I want? I hate all my dice. There we go. Okay. Um, 13. Uh, yeah, they're, they're, they can be affected by psychic damage. They're not living twigs. Okay, cool, cool. Now, you know I'm going to go for the more damage. I'm actually going to do a rapier attack for okay. the first time ever. I've not done one yet. So, so I'm going gonna... versus baby or parent? Uh, parent, okay. definitely. Go uh, I'm going to unsheath my fabulous bejeweled rapier. I'm going to do a little flourish... 
a really unnecessarily like yeah. fancy flourish, and I'm going to try and hit the parent with the rapier. Okay, go for it. Okay, so that's a 13. That hits! Yes! Hey! Something hits! It basically launches itself onto your rapier blade. Brilliant! <laughs> it's just focused on trying to get to you. Ah, yes, Ooh. that's a 10. Maximum damage, nice. Okay, as I said, it launches itself onto your rapier blade. Mm. It doesn't pierce any vital organs, but it does go through one of its wing joints. And it basically, you know that moment uh, in uh, Lord of the Rings where the Urukai gets impaled and just kind of drags itself a bit forwards? Uh, yeah, basically yeah. the cockatrice in- inadvertently does this as it's trying to get closer to oh, you to peck so you. it's so much uh, worse when it's a giant chicken. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. go, chicken kebabs, anyone? <laughs> oh, I'm getting inspiration for that. I get inspiration for yeah, yes. terrible. <laughs> okay. Um, I do that more often. <laughs> okay, so, uh, <laughs> scamp. Uh, so I'm right in melee with this. Oh yeah, no. with 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 the with the giant, but w- with the adult and a baby. Although the adult is actually like really really bad shape, thanks to ice damage. Okay, uh, I will just like sort of push out it and try and catch shocking grass. Just grab it. Okay, face. go for it. Make attack. Oh, no, go away! Oh, that's good. Twenty-three. Okay, you make sure not to grab the beak itself, but uh, manage yeah. to la- uh, to uh, to slap a hand on the side of its face. Roll damage. Five. Five and as the bl- as the st- sparks of lightning cross down its form, you see it twitch, shudder, and then slump to the ground. Okay, one of the adult cockatrices has been slain. Excellent. <laughs> Uh, there's still a there's still a baby on you uh, if you were planning to try and retreat. However, no, no. Okay, okay. so uh, call, uh, top of the round is actually cockatrices. Okay, so uh, they're going to stick to their targets. These things are not picky about who they uh, about who they kill. Just that they uh, kill anything in sight. So adult against Celestia first, who's not in great shape. Um, that's a twelve. I don't think that hits. No, not quite. Okay, baby against Corzin. Nope. Celestia. Oh. Let's see. Okay. The babby uh, accidentally hits Scamp's babby and does three points of damage to it with a furious peck. <laughs> they're close <laughs> enough. Actually, no, they're not close enough. Okay, in which case, no, it just fails then. doesn't hit Aww. anything. That actual one is wasted. Um, and Aww. then one against Scamp. Who again just manages to drive its beak into the dirt. <laughs> It's, it's just too furious. Yeah, it's a lot of ones here. Jesus. Okay, uh, so that makes it Corzin's go. Corzin, you, you are being assailed by one baby who is in, okay. in poor shape. Let's see if we can't put this thing out of its misery. Oh, that's good. That's uh, 24. Yep, that hits. Roll damage. Uh, and that's another nine damage. Okay, you slice this baby's head off. It uh, nice. cartwheels through the air for a moment, spraying blood before landing in the muck. Uh, that is slain and also neatly amputated, for, uh, decapitated for later collection. Uh, <laughs> you still have your very rare. That is a, a, a triumphal sentence. You slice yeah. the baby's head off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you still right, have yeah, your I've still bonus got one action. attack left. Yep. Can I move on to the uh, uh, the adult one? Yes, you can. Yep. Yeah, um, yeah, that is what I'm gonna do. Yeah. I am gonna move in on the uh, adult one. I'm not gonna uh, have to move through anything else this 
space to get there, am I? No, no. Right. There's a clear okay. line. Oh, that's not great. Uh, but possibly good enough. That's okay. a uh, 13. That hits. Roll damage. All right. Okay, and from the point of view of the uh, the rest of you, I've just uh, taken down this this young one, run towards it, jump up with uh, my uh, two swords, and bring it down across the thing's uh, throat and sort of go on guard with it. Nice. Uh, from a mechanical point of view, I've just cast Hunter's Mark on it. Ooh. Ooh. So that's uh, oh, that's ten slashing damage with a further d6. Okay. Oh uh, wow. Okay, that's sixteen slashing damage. Nice. I mean, uh, there's a mechanical issue that I'll raise in a moment, but that was too cool not to happen. Uh, you, <laughs> uh, as you you slice the head off the baby, you leap over, and as you uh, as you land, you decapitate the adult as well, uh. um, and then just flip up into an old guard. Uh, only the two okay. babies are still fighting. Uh, these are the two babies Excellent. on Very Celestia nice. and Scap. Um, yeah, mechanically, I'm not sure you could really do that because it takes a bonus action to use your other sword. Because uh, you don't. All right. Because you don't. I don't think you get a second attack action. Two weapon fighting lets you take an extra attack with using your bonus action. But are we rule of cooling? Ah. I'm rule of cooling that one. Yeah. Because that was awesome. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. No, no, that's, that's, that's for future. Thank you. Thank yeah. you for that. Yeah. Uh, okay, so Celestia. <laughs> Okay, do I still have it on my sword, the big chicken? Is uh, it still yes, there? the dead, the dead, the big chicken's body sends its head. <laughs> I would like to try and whack the baby with the mother, please. <laughs> okay, I'm going to so make, make a rapier attack for the purposes of this. Just for coolness. <laughs> oh god, damn it! That's terrible. It's an eight. Yeah, no, this <laughs> it's is too weird. heavy. It's you too heavy just sort of slides <laughs> off next to it and raging it further. <laughs> oh dear! It takes one look at its dead mother and then just screeches. <laughs> <laughs> Even harder than before. God, <laughs> these, these things. These things are like badgers. They fight to the death. Celestia uh, is not oh good yeah. at fighting today. Like, at like I've done some really rubbish. I didn't hit one thing. In the uh, unless you've got a bonus Nothing. action, you want to use. Uh, I'll move on to scout. Uh, I think I'm good actually. Cool. I'm going to conserve other inspirations. Yeah. <laughs> I would like to try and kick the baby chicken and cast shocking grasp. Okay, go for it. <laughs> shocking punt. <laughs> Um, ooh, 15. That's not bad, actually. That hits. Roll damage. Five. Okay. Um, yeah, you, I'm going to say you kick it about five feet away as well. Um, <laughs> but, uh, and yeah, there's a, a, an arc of, arcs of electricity passed through it and it just seems... Uh, still, still enraged, uh, still inclined to I will back to up further because it doesn't have a reaction right now. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Are you still tied <laughs> to advantage chaos? of shopping grass? Yes, I have, but that was not a level one spell. So that's okay. Right. Yeah. Okay, that's a cantrip, so it's fine. Yeah, shocking grass really useful if you want to immediately retreat from something. Yes, yes it is. I will retreat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you back the fuck away, and because you have more range than it, uh, it cannot. Uh, on its following turn, uh, it only uses the dash action to go after you. Uh, because it can't do anything else. This thing cannot fly, so you can outrange it easily enough. 
Uh, it does still get within five feet of you because this thing, these things, when they pick a target, just keep going. Um, the one on Celestia is going to make an attack, though. That does hit. That's so a 20. Hit, yeah. Uh, you take two points of, pierce, of piercing damage and roll a constitution save. Oh, holy shit. You can't use inspiration for saves, can you? Yes, you can. Can you? Okay, yeah. well, let's see I'm how sure it goes. Can, yeah. can you inspire yourself? Oh, God. Uh, um, no, but I gave her DM inspiration. What is oh, it? Yeah, con save. It's D6. Oh, I'm so, so using inspiration for that. <laughs> Oh, Minus one to your constitution yep, set. Yep. Oh no. Okay, that's less horrifying. Okay, so that would be a fourteen. Okay, that is enough. Oh, thank God. You, you only the well, only way I rolled. I rolled an eight. So I rolled a six on my inspiration yeah, dice. Yeah, no, that, that would have resulted in a very different turn of events. Holy shit! Um, but yeah, close. only the point where where the beak scratches you turns to stone. Oh God, that I was very close to being turned to stone there, that's guys. Right. Like seriously. Okay. Okay. Uh, an eight would not have saved me. That makes it Corzin's go. All right, uh, so he's just got the uh, the two babies left. Yep. All right. One baby. No, no. If one baby would. What's your maximum rate range? Actually, it's twenty five feet because you're short. You can't actually. Yes. Reach the, you cannot actually reach the second uh, baby and make an attack uh, because it is thirty feet away. In which case, then, I'm going to pull the carbine off my uh, shoulder. Okay, uh, bear in mind, you're still within five feet of the other baby next to Celestia. Oh, okay. In which yeah. case, I won't do that. I will just uh, attack the other baby. Cool, go for it. Oh, yeah, that's uh, 22. That hits. Roll damage. That's uh, 10 slashing damage. Oh, okay. Nice. You bisect the baby. Oh god. It is gone. <laughs> Alright. Um I'm gonna try and interpose myself insofar as possible between yeah. uh Celestia and the uh the remaining Okay. Juvenile. Um just for fun, if you really want to, you could probably hunt as mark the remaining one with your leftover bonus section. Because you've because you've killed the previous hunter's mark target. So you can yep, shift. I will do that. Yep. Okay. You're, oh, you find, uh, yeah, there is a there is a moment where mm. just at the edge of your vision, Celestia, you can see the fish eye seem to appear for a moment next to him, uh, and actually, actually no, it appears in one of his eyes, and uh, cool. causing your your focus draws in on this one injured baby, uh, Celestia. <laughs> uh, okay, Celestia. So there's there's only one left. Yeah. yeah? yeah. She's gonna turn to it. She's gonna go. All your friends are dead. And she's going to use vicious mockery. <laughs> so that is a wisdom save okay. from the cockatrice. Uh, that's in 12. Does not save. Woo. So that is a four. Okay, so it takes four points of damage and it also has disadvantage on its next attack. No prizes for guessing its remaining hit points. Uh, how would you like to... Uh, like, yeah, yeah, how would you like to finish this? Um... I would like to say all your friends are dead and just stare at it okay. till it dies. For a moment, <laughs> it's like pecking and just screaming Just like eye and contact. Uh, it's pecking and screaming and screeching <laughs> and he just seems to hear these words and it pierces whatever animal brain it has. And like, ah, ah, it looks round. Ah, ah. And it just sinks into the... <laughs> it falls over smacking... That was actually quite grim. <laughs> so just talk something to death. I did just talk something to death. That did happen. Oh. Yes. 
You walk around the insulted it to death. Yeah. Yeah. Aww. I um I insulted a baby until it died. That's what just happened. Okay. Wow. As you're taking a moment to... family entertainment. Oh yes. <laughs> oh, it's only going to get worse from here. carrying these. Uh, I think one of you might have a backpack. Um, yeah. But worst comes to worst, you you, bag, you can't. But... Yeah, you can. The heads themselves are not that large. You could stick mm. them all in a bag uh, if you wanted. We to. can carry a couple each. Uh, yeah. So, uh, who wants to start uh, cutting off other more cockatrice heads? Corson uh, raises a hand. Yeah, you you start uh, going about the grim business of Celestia does not help. <laughs> He's already got a two head head start on you. Hey. <laughs> Oh uh, no, not quite worth inspiration. Uh, almost. But... Sorry, I, I, I that been, wasn't a know, chicken kebabs yeah. one. <laughs> yeah. Okay, no, so no, you, you've got the actually cool uh, things. I've just been dealing with the terrible puns. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, as you are picking your, uh, your, you're collecting and bagging the last of the uh, severed of the five severed cockatrice heads. Uh, are there any? S- um, Unhatched eggs in the nest. Uh, ooh, roll a luck check. All right, just sixteen. One. Ooh. Okay. Um. Yeah. I'm gonna pick that up and carefully stow it about my person. Okay. You had one, one unhatched cockatrice egg. Do you do that so we can see, or do you hide it? Uh, yeah, I'm not really making a secret of this. Yeah, okay. You pop in a cockatrice egg. Uh, as you do so, I'm going to ask a perception check from anyone who wants to make one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just gonna start. Yep. I can't really help with the cutting, so I'm just going to be looking around. Okay. Nope. Um, that's a 17 from Celestia. Okay. Two. 16 from Corsin. Yeah. Uh, Corsin and Celestia, you both seem to notice at the same moment there is a figure in the tree line. They seem to have been there for some time. You can see what appears to be an elderly human woman, hunchbacked, resting on a walking stick. Kind of a gnarled-looking old one. She is wearing a heavy kind of black cloak, um, hood up. You can still see kind of stringy, uh, slightly dirty and grimy-looking grey hair. Her face is thick with um, warts, uh, old like pock marks, like she's had smallpox or something in, in the distant past, and in any case is also kind of scrunched up and quite ill-figured. Uh, you might gently describe her as extremely homely, uh, by which I mean by which I mean this woman looks as if she fell off the ugly tree and hit every branch on the way down. Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and she seems to have been watching you uh, sever cockatrice heads. Having fun, dears? <laughs> she says, and there's a slightly wicked... Uh, there's the wicked grin of an old grandmother who know, knows she's caught you doing something that you'd rather not be seen observed. Right, Celestia just turns around and goes, So much yes, fun! Yes, thank you! Celestia Stardust, nice to meet you. Oh, you are a pretty one, aren't you? <laughs> well, you can call me old Olga. Olga Gristlegums. 
So, I see you've uh, been having a fine day upsetting my chicken coop. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Your chicken coop upset us first. Ah! She sort of waves a hand. I hated those chickens anyway. <laughs> Why were you keeping them then? Eggs. <laughs> no, I just like them. But I also hate them. Right. Okay. Um. Right. So, are you just here to chicken rustle, or do you have some other purpose for being in the middle of my swamp? <laughs> we were wondering, hoping for a conversation, really. Yeah, we wanted to talk. Oh, looking to talk, aren't you? Well, I suppose you'll be wanting to come in then. This way, this way, and she extends one bony finger and crooks it at you. We might as well, yeah, you might as well sit down in my house. Can't be having a conversation in the middle of a swamp. Honestly, young people, I hope you brought gifts. It's very respectful for your elder. Oh God, what and she hell? carries on this this line of chatter, just nonsense babbling, essentially for the next two minutes. As <laughs> without waiting for you to follow, she just starts walking off <laughs> into the swamp, <laughs> assuming that you will uh, that you will come with her. <laughs> I get the impression she doesn't entertain often. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm getting that too. <laughs> well, I don't know, I'm highly entertained. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, after a short walk, um, you find... It's surrounded by um, a small, kind of ill-kempt-looking hedge. Lots of thorns, lots of bits sticking out, and some, uh, uh, and some herb gardens. A little herb garden, as far as you can tell, with little herbs growing on little uh, sticks in the mud. But she leads you to a barren mangrove tree. This thing is like huge; it's like thirty feet tall, with five massive warped limbs that crook forward over the uh, circular front door, like an outstretched, grasping hand. There's a couple no of chicken legs. Uh, no chicken legs. You, you've, you, you elected to leave the chicken legs with the rest of the cockatrice bodies. Um, and yeah, there's a small or a small round uh, door, a couple of little round wooden windows uh, that can be opened. Um, and she kind of shuffles forwards uh, and hits the door and it kind of swings open. Well, come on then. Get in, get in, get in. She okay. hobbles, leading you inside. The interior of the, heat of the treehouse is extremely cluttered. Long shelves and racks cover every wall of this circular chamber, just brimming with strange miscellany. Uh, jars of odd powders, strings of herbs and bulbs, uh, odd little trinkets and statues, uh, ranging from a small glass orb, which is apparently filled with what appears to be a raging sand, uh, sorry, snowstorm, uh, to, on one small shelf, a mummified hand with five candle wicks set into the fingertips. Uh, three objects form the centerpiece of the room. A huge copper kettle, large enough to boil a man whole uh, in. <clears throat> the skin of a massive alligator, apparently serving as a rug. Oh, God. And a heavy-backed wooden chair. Uh, it's essentially a throne. Looking at it, you can see that carved into every surface is the image of fingers. So it looks like the throne is composed entirely of fingers. 
Uh, there's a large. Is it composed pool. entirely of fingers, or uh, does it just look like it? It just is? looks like it. It seems okay, to be made cool. of. It seems to be carved out. It seems to be carved out of driftwood or, or, or something. Um, but yeah, there's a large pool of stagnant water in one corner, and uh, Olga takes a, a sip, slumps down in the in the big wooden chair. There are no other chairs. She is clearly expecting you to stand, and as she sits, she snaps her fingers. And the firewood beneath the cauldron bursts into flames. The cauldron immediately begins to slowly heat up. Uh, only Corzin and, um, uh, I'm going to say, Scamp can make an insight uh, check here. Ooh. Uh, or, yeah, I'm going to say an insight check. Four! <laughs> oh, uh... Yeah, four. Oh wow! <laughs> okay, yeah, no, this, uh, this good one, guys. Yeah, this, this, this yeah, she's clearly got some powerful magic on her hands. She can just cause that all that to that whole set of firewood to suddenly burst into a full roaring fire like that. <laughs> so, are you going to eat us? She looks Do you. You up eat and, people. She looks you up and down, licking her lips. Hmm, you're a hideous little thing, aren't you? Oh, great. Well, thanks. <laughs> no, no, I like it. Come now. There's no need for beards here. <laughs> oh, shit, is that still on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, apparently. Uh, I don't know whether you've had it on. If you've not had it on, then, then we'll ignore that. You never said you took it you off. You never said you took it off. No, so. I, know. I kind yeah. of assumed I took it off out of town, but I never said it, so I guess yeah, it's still so, on. Yeah, do you want to take your beard off? <laughs> yeah, I'll take it off. Okay, she seems pleased by what she sees. Oh yes, you're a wretched creature. Half goat by the looks of you. <laughs> oh, you are hideous. I like you. <laughs> you, she says looking at Celestia. You lesser, you are sickeningly well proportioned. Thank you. Hmm. I like to think so. <laughs> With an attitude to match, no doubt. And as for you, she looks down at uh, Corzin. Why, you're so much smaller than my cauldron, I don't think you'd fill me up in the slightest. So no, I think today I won't be eating any of you. <laughs> Assuming, of course, sir, that you are properly respectful to an old woman living on her own in the woods. But you wanted to uh, talk, right? So talk! You appear, you appear to have a taste for... Uh unfortunately uh, appearing people. Hmm. What can I say? I like things to have a certain unfinished look. <laughs> Haven't been dealing with anyone else who looks unfortunate around here, have you? Oh, that's a very specific question. Why not be plain about <laughs> it? You don't need to lie or hide things with Olga Gristlegums. After all, it is well known. Olga Gristlegums. Never lies. Okay, what does Merton owe you? Martin, Martin, Martin. <laughs> oh! Martin. Yeah, what's, what's going on with the mayor? To, if we're going to be Ah, yes. Uh, I imagine he was... Oh, did he even not even tell you what he's so uncomfortable about? He hasn't No, he, told... he told us to do things that we don't want to do. No, I think that's a wise decision on your part. Well, he... Uh, has always been a little uncomfortable with the idea of paying. We made an arrangement long ago 
He wasn't happy with the way that he was made. So I offered him a solution, and he offered me his firstborn daughter on her seventh birthday. Fucking knew ah. it. <laughs> you think this was Did unfair? Did you kill his wife? Was that a... Hmm? Or was that just an accident? His wife died. Yes. So who... Did you ask if I killed her? I didn't kill her. That's ridiculous. Did he kill her? Hmm, that depends on who you ask. Did he push her? No, no, not physically. (laughs) Oh, Oh, that's actually worse. That's Um, Um, grim. Is this deal something you intend to collect on? Well, yes. I mean, unless you're planning to talk me out of it. Could you be talked out of it? Why did you give it a shot? Why shouldn't I collect on my deal? I, alas, terribly cannot conceive myself. So if I want a little girl to fetch and sweep and learn my craft, I'm afraid I simply have to adopt. And since I have one lined up, why not? Because she doesn't necessarily want to. Surely it's better to find someone who wants to come. Yeah, surely somebody who'd her. want to would be a and better she apprentice. she not you anything. Also, have you seen her? She's... She's really gorgeous. Like the, the picture of... Uh, oh, details. Uh, that can be fixed. Yeah. I have a question about that. Is she pretty because her father's pretty? <laughs> I think it's more accurate to say that she's pretty because her mother was pretty. Such a pretty girl. Is it just an illusion? His prettiness? Hmm. A little. Oh, a, good of, one. a little of. A little in one hand, a little in the other. You know, there are tons of orphans out there who would love to fetch you water and learn your craft. Yes, but I wouldn't love them to do it. I want, I want the good daughter of the prettiest girl in town. Hmm. But I suppose. I suppose you have a point. Perhaps it would be unjust of me. Hmm? <laughs> I mean, I'd have done it. I'm busy now, but... Yes, yes. I'm afraid I'm uh, <laughs> not currently looking uh, looking uh, for exactly your sort of help, but I, well, I do like now. your spirit. Well, indeed, indeed. <laughs> mm. Well, I suppose... I suppose... You know what? Fine. You've talked me out of it. I'm going to break off the deal but I don't want it said that Olga Gristlegum lies or breaks her deals after all everyone knows Olga Gristlegum always tells the truth so I'm going to need this delivered to Merton in writing so that he knows for sure that I've success that I've broken off the deal that I don't expect him to pay his end. And he can even keep her the little trinket. Since that's not a it's not a required clause. What's the catch? Hmm. <laughs> the catch is that I break off the deal. That's it's simple. That's all that I'm going to do. I'm going to stop the deal. I will not collect on the payment. I will not take his daughter as uh, my rightful fee. I suppose this is what you get for asking for payment in advance, you know. Sometimes people like to default and, well, I suppose it would be a lot of trouble to collect the girl. So, Does he lose do his you... looks? No, no. 
No, no, the uh, little trinket he has will stay working for as long as he pays proper attention to it. <laughs> what, what, are, what were the exact details of this deal? It was a very simple deal. In fact, I still have the original contract in his own blood. Uh, <clears throat> in exchange for a cure to his unfavoured looks, I would grant him... Uh, it was, it was, in exchange for a cure to his unfavoured looks, he would owe me his firstborn daughter to be delivered to my hut for my use or by her seventh by or on her seventh birthday and it that's it's that simple no hidden uh, devilish details just that why are you going back on it you successfully talked me out of it I can tell that uh, if he's sent you here for what I assume to be a nefarious purpose, based on what uh, your uh, young friend there has said, then he is clearly not willing to give up his daughter willingly. <sighs> that said, uh, as I mentioned, I will need someone to deliver this news to him. After all, I live in a swamp. I and mean, look at me, I can't, deliver, uh, I can't deliver letters myself. But I will pay you for your service if you agree to deliver it. What's the catch? I'm not sure he's going to agree to that. Yeah. While that's what he wants, what he truly wants is to be out of the deal. That's why I assume he sent you here. To uh, convince me, one way or another, (laughs) to break off my end of the deal. Something like that. Well, that's what I'm offering. An end to the deal. Clear Are you and take simple. take the child anyway? I will not kidnap this child. I will not take her away unless at some future point she should come to me and ask to be taken up. I would love that if that would happen, but I can't imagine why. Well, I suppose I could imagine why. Imagination's her? powerful. Make an insult check. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> This is freaking me out. 15? Oh, that's a natural 20 from me. Ooh. Oh, nice. Hmm. You get the feeling... You know what? You get the feeling that every word she is speaking is true. Oh, what does that mean? You get the feeling that she's very deliberately speaking only literal truths. But maybe there's something else going hmm. on that she's not... Hmm. Okay, um... Well, unless of, course, unless, of course, he doesn't receive the letter, in which case perhaps I will come and take her because he wouldn't have acknowledged oh, that the deal is broken right. off. Okay, um... You need us to take it. Well, I can't walk into town myself. So I'm very comfortable here. If we don't make it into town, the deal's on. Yes, but it's a simple courier trip. Okay, we'll take the letter. I okay, guess. sir. You're you both okay with uh, that? I'm going to need to write the letters. This is going to take me about ten minutes. Um, but, uh, yes, I'll, I'll let you... Uh, uh, by the way, uh, well, we'll discuss payment once I've written it. Okay, she's gonna. I'm going to like whisper to you. Two. Okay, she uh, wanders off to a small table in the corner, takes out some parchment rather than paper, an old ink quill, and starts dipping it in, the, in some ink and What's writing out a letter. What's the parchment made of? Is there any way of telling if it's people skin? <laughs> make a make a oh make an intelligence check. 
<laughs> oh, because I'm so smart. Um, Twelve. It's made out of whatever the, the material your parchment is made out of. Oh, oh it's people skin. <laughs> oh, God. Right. Um, How do you know that it's people skin? I just have a horrible feeling that my map is people skin. <laughs> is it kind of saggy? Oh. Or well, crispy. treat it properly. Mm. It's kind of thin, though. Mm. Um, yeah, so I'm going to whisper to you guys in the corner. What else can we do here? So she take was it, going to kill us. She will give us the letter and then she will kill us. Maybe, but otherwise we let no, a seven-year-old no, will... be taken no, no, in maybe. here. She will try and kill us. <laughs> gonna see I'm going to see. What else do we do? Do we burn down our hut? Okay, August hearing is August hearing is pretty good, and she uh, and she calls out from her writing. I can offer you a guarantee of safe passage as well, if you would like. Oh, that she's would probably. Are be you go- are you going to kill him? That would be nice. Hmm. If she kills him, we can't deliver it. I promise, as part of this arrangement, that I will that I Olga Grisselgums will not kill the mayor known commonly as Merton Off. Or will I kill? Nor will I kill you during the execution of your service, unless you should attack me or mine, or attempt property damage to that effect. Do we have a time limit (laughs) on this delivery? Yes, you do. She uh, finishes writing up the letter. This Merton. No, he did not, but I like your thinking. <laughs> no. <laughs> and I also said the, ma- the mayor known commonly as Merton Off, which is, would be sufficient to identify him for the purposes of this. She folds, she folds what's several... What's the time limit? She uh, folds several pieces well, of paper together into an envelope and then proceeds to tie it to a It's the girl's birthday tomorrow, so you figure it out. Yes, midnight tomorrow. Uh, by midnight, uh, on the evening of the seventh birthday of... <laughs> Clara off, which indeed is midnight tomorrow. Not the midnight that's coming up in a few hours, but the one twenty-four hours after that. You understand? Yes. It needs to be delivered by the end of the girl's seventh birthday. Otherwise, how can you know that the uh, contract is over? She finishes tying the letter before she hands it to you. She holds it up. Now, I have a few other offers after this, if you're in the mood for bargaining. But first, let's discuss your payment for this. She and she reaches over to a shelf and pulls down several bottles. Three of them you recognise. They are small glass vials filled with brandy-coloured liquid. These are three potions of healing. They are my, now uh, uh, what you might call my default offer. If you will conduct this, nothing more tricksy than that. They are just three ordinary potions of healing, and I give you my word that there are no unwanted side effects to them. Alternatively, and she pushes them to one side, I do have uh, a couple of other potions. Only one of them I would provide. They are worth more, which might be of interest to you. She moves forward a small uh, potion bottle filled with some sort of gelatinous orange-looking liquid. Um, And you can see there's just small sparks and glimmers within it. This, if, if swallowed will give you the power to breathe fire as if you were a dragonborn up to three times in the hour after you drink it. Also, wow. terrible throat burn. 
<laughs> Puts that to one side. Pulls out a small bottle of what appears to be murky, algae-ish water. This will allow you to breathe underwater as if you were Sahuagin for an hour. And she pulls out another bottle of what looks like to be a potion of, another potion of healing. This is not a potion of healing. This is a deadly poison that looks exactly like it. But hey, <laughs> you, could always, you could always give it to someone you don't like. Hmm. So, either the three potions of healing or one of these three potions are what I'm willing to offer. I have a suggestion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you're really not intending to harm this girl or uh, the, the mayor at all, then why not just give us something that we could use as proof that we'd uh, done away with you. You can carry on uh, living your life. He doesn't need to know. You never need to interact with each other again. Because he might not believe you. This way, and he holds the letter, he knows for certain that I have broken off the deal. And my word is my bond because Olga Gristlegums famously does not lie. Right. Is that so? Hmm. So we've got to get it back by midnight. Next midnight. By midnight midnight tomorrow night, yes. Okay. um, Well, do we want three potions of healing or do we want one potion of something else? I think three potions of healing would be... (laughs) Really, quite good. <laughs> she holds the three three potions out in her in her clawed-looking, gnarled old hand. Rosen, what do you think? The potion of water breathing would be very useful, but any of them would be true. Very true. Oof. I mean, we can heal a bit now, can't we? Not all of us. <laughs> true. It would be good for you to have one. Um, if you go down. Well, I still have one left over from previously. And I can do healing words, but that is it. And that's a spell, so they do get used up. Yeah, but I mean, I have a potion of healing left over from previously. Mm. Uh, what do we reckon? I reckon we're being lawyered. Oh, we are totally being lawyered. Absolutely. <laughs> She's going to find a way being... of presenting us getting back before midnight. Of course, but I think we've got to, we've got to do Part it. Part of my we? conduct of safe passage, if you wish, is that I will not put physical impediments or mental impediments in your way of re- delivering the letter uh, unless you fulfil the terms I previously dictated, which would allow me to take lethal force against you, so that those specifically being acts against myself, uh, that which I own, or property damage to that effect. Happy? Okay, let's do it. Um, potions, which we want. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'd say healing is probably. Let's. I okay. think healing because then we each get something <coughs> right. okay. that could be very, very you useful. You take the three uh, as you to each reach to take the three healing potions. It's one each. She then extends yep. the letter for one of you to take. I'm going to take it. Okay. She then says, "By the way, as you've laid hands on it, uh, 
Time for just a little bit of warnings. You see, I am a bit concerned about the possibility of mail fraud. It being a case, what's to stop you just tossing that into the swamp as soon as you leave? So to that effect, I have placed a curse on it, which will only activate if the letter is not delivered by midnight the following night. That is the night of uh, uh, Clara's birthday. That is the only occasion on which it will activate. The curse will affect anyone who has touched the letter, she points at you, or in case you decide to pass it on to someone else to deliver, anyone who touches the letter up to the point at which it is opened. If the letter is open before midnight on the aforementioned night, then none of the people who have touched the letter will be subject to the curse. Hmm. I just want to ensure that my letter actually gets delivered. That seems reasonable. <coughs> yeah. Ah. Before you leave, <laughs> I do actually have a few other services I could offer if you are willing to make bargains. Uh, for instance, there are, of course, the three potions I mentioned before. I also have, and she reaches over to the claws and uh, to the shelves and starts picking up the various objects. I also have this very handy little <laughs> snow globe. I trapped a storm in it. She puts it to one side. There is uh, this. She pulls down a small, what well, looks like a shoe polish tin, pulls it open. You can just see there's some thin grey dust in it. This uh, is a very handy little dust, which for uh, between two to eight minutes will turn any you, whoever you sprinkle it on, and anyone within about ten feet of them, invisible, along with all of their possessions, well, for the aforementioned amount of time. Mm -hmm. This handy dust, she puts it to one side. Then, of course, there is this. And she pulls down the mummified hand. This is the hand of glory. Ah, so excited. Yes. <laughs> Lighting one of the fingers, uh, which I'd encourage you to do with a match, uh, or any other conveyance of your choice, will cause it to burn down over the course of a minute. Provided they are weak enough, either by virtue of their own meager constitution or having taken sufficient injury, anyone within 30 feet, except the person holding the hand, Will fall into will fall asleep for as long as the candle burns. There are of course five candles. Hmm. In addition to that, I have a certain limited amount of ability to view past, present, and future. Only snatches, but that is a service I offer as well. If any of the three of you would be interested in any of my items or this service, I'm willing to bargain. How does your future seeing work? Or present? Either. How does that work? I am able to see... Future is the hardest. Past and present I can see in more clarity. I'm usually able to get about 30 seconds or so of vision of something which has occurred, is occurring, or is likely to occur. The future is, is mutable. It can change based on your choices. But I can see how things will happen if they proceed at the rate at which they are going now. Unfortunately, I c this is an exhausting process for me. I can only do it perhaps two or three times in a day. But it is a subject I'm willing to offer, and I can home in, as it were, on specific things or look for specific pieces of information. People? But if needed, I, yes. How much would that be for a present? For you? I have a different... Uh, for you, I specific. I have a specific offer for my bargain. 
I want a day of your beauty. From dawn to the following dawn, you will get to know what it is like to have my looks. You will have my looks, and I will have your looks for 24 hours from dawn to dawn. When would that be? She smiles, and there's sort of ugly, uh, yellowing teeth. Whenever I damn well want it to be. And you can find a specific person? Yes. In the now, the past, or the future. Done. She uh, takes... Are you sure? Yeah. She reaches over to a shelf and pulls out a broken... A a sort of, like, kind of bubbled, strange-looking piece of mirror. And she passes it to you. Look into that, and then break it. I do so. Okay. The mirror cracks down the middle, but doesn't completely break in half, but there's now splinter marks all of it. And as you pass it away, you can see it just has still frozen the moment of when you were looking at it. She takes it away, places it in her robe. Right. <clears throat> this is going to take a few minutes. By now the... Uh, or, uh, by now the cauldron is just bubbling gently and she takes a huge wooden spoon and starts stirring it as she goes she, she occasionally pulls over to reaches over to the uh, different shelves takes small powders sp- uh, sprinkles them in and begins muttering a low chant there are shapes and shadows starting to appear in this in the uh, cauldron she, you can't quite clearly see what they are, but maybe she can. Who do you wish to f- me to find? And do you wish me to seek their past, present, or future? Present. Uh, I want to know if they're still alive and okay, and if possible, anything about where they are. Um, I need a name, a likeness, or a piece of them, or one of their belongings. Would um, would a gift from them do? Yes. But you will not get it back. Okay, you're not having that. Um, her name is Leah Leodon. Very well. I'll need a lock of your hair, please. Okay, I'll chop them off. She's just staring. She uh, reaches out for it idly and she's just staring. And She drops it into the cauldron and the liquid turns from bubbling water to silvery liquid like mercury. And again, you can see these uncertain uh, marks. As she's peering into it, you can see that there is a um, just faint outline of what looks like a ship or something. You can't quite clearly see it. She is at sea. She is bechained. There is a great tumult. A storm? No. It rocks the sides. She cannot see much, and I see through her eyes. Appearing through the cracks left, there is another ship approaching. Another crack, another crash. The hull has been broken open. Water floods in. She is struggling. But the ball, the cannonball that is struck through, has broken their chains. They are all rushing now, rushing for the surface moving up. I see her climbing. She is on the deck now. A ship, a ship with red sails is on the horizon. Nay, closer, turning for another salvo. 
The mast of this ship has been broken. The other chained ones, they are fighting against their captors. One comes for her. He has a blade. She does not. It comes in close. <laughs> and she flinches. She lives. That is the last I see of this. And you look down, you can see that the silvery liquid has turned back to water. She, she's alive. She didn't die from the blade. At the moment when I left her, my, her eyes, she was alive. She hobbles back to her seat. Celestia is looking properly rattled, like she's gripping the edge of the cauldron. She's just gone still, which Celestia is not much. <laughs> yeah, okay. she's she's full on like freaked out and sort of shaking. I'm willing to conduct uh, two asks, more bargains. Cousin asks, "Who is she to you?" Um. She's the only person who ever treated me like a person before I came here. He nods understandingly. We'll get her back. Not if, uh, not if that man with a knife carried on, we won't. And, um, that depends whether she'll have me. Um, Mm. Right. You know more now than you did yesterday. It's a start. It's definitely a start. But I just hope that she managed to get through that. Because um, I don't really know what I'll do if she didn't, to be honest. Olga's been watching this whole exchange with her beady little eyes. So, anyone for uh, another bargain? How much for that uh, potion of water breathing? For you? I want you to swallow a whole egg without biting it or chewing it. (laughs) (laughs) Do it! Do it! And she plucks from her pocket a black... Like... It's about the size. It's a little about the size of a uh, small chicken's egg, and it is this black gelatinous uh, s- sphere with a softly glowing sort of red interior. It looks like an enormous tadpole. Celestia has sort of go? Celestia sort of reached her limit at this point and has kind of tears in her eyes and just sort of gives this weak little giggle of like, what? What is happening right now? <laughs> Do I know what that is? I guess make a nature check? Because <laughs> I have a... Out of character, I have a terrible suspicion. <laughs> uh, that's... Uh, that's a six. Nope. nope. Not a damn clue. <laughs> She's just looking at you with a wicked, <laughs> malicious little oh, grin. That's just quite a wide grin. Without chewing it... Or biting. I want you to swallow a whole egg. 
This <laughs> end. Celestia Fallon just sinks down to the floor at this point. Like, no, what? Is, what is happening? Takes oh, God. the uh, the egg out of out of his um, uh, pocket. Has Cracks to be this the, egg. Uh, top off it. Before you can crack it, has to be this egg. Okay. <laughs> Why that egg? Because this is the most amusing egg I have. You're going to <laughs> suffer the whole way swallowing it. And that's what I want out of this. I just want you to be in extreme discomfort while I watch. Because I live in a swamp and I don't get much entertainment. <laughs> Holy shit. You sure we aren't uh, happy just ending this the quick way? I say to the other two. <laughs> um... Uh, we're kind of committed now, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah, we've, we've gotten kind of gotten past the point of barring the door and setting fire to things. Yeah, we're beyond that. Also, I don't <laughs> think it would work. To be honest, <laughs> Celestia's like on the floor with her head in her hands, like she, Celestia's a mess right now. <laughs> basically, it's a stupid idea from a stupid man. All right, I am going to attempt to. Uh, Swallow this, okay. but um, well, actually, no. I'm going to attempt to appear to swallow it, but hide it. Okay, make a slight of hand check. Okay. Ten. <laughs> She's as you as you try to slip into your into your coat pockets. You're doing it. She goes ah 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 in your mouth. <laughs> Okay. Gulp. Okay, make a constitution <laughs> save. Oh, God. Seven. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, <laughs> you gag and choke and choke the whole way down. It feels... Oh, oh God. It, it tastes the bitterest, slimiest damn thing. It feels awful. And it takes you, like, almost 30 seconds to get it all the way down from the amount you try and you almost wretch. <laughs> Oh no no no! <laughs> um, it will take some. It will take a few. It will take uh, at least eight hours for symptoms to start showing. But you have acquired filth fever. Oh dear! Right. <laughs> yeah, she wanted to watch you suffer. Oh, I like you. And she and she genially hands you the potion of water breathing. Um, I snatch it out of her okay. hand and. It away. And um, for you, little little one, what would you, would you like anything? Away. No, um, it's, a, it's a cheap price. Seven truths. Seven truths. Yes. I have to tell you the truth, or you tell me the truth. Oh no, you have to tell the truth seven times. Okay. Um, she reaches what, into what her pocket. What are the things I can get? <coughs> pulls out a small boiled sweet. I can see something of the future, the past, or the now. Or there is the hand of glory, or this dust of disappearance, or the fire breath, or the poison, or the snow globe. What's going to be the most useful? 
was invisible once and I didn't like it very much. <laughs> <laughs> How do you release the storm? What does it do? Oh, you just uh, throw it. It's, there's a little enchantment on it. You can hurl it a good 90 feet or so by your hand and it will break and let out the storm. Only for a few seconds, but it's enough to uh, cause a great deal of discomfort to anyone in its immediate vicinity. That sounds fun. Alright, I'll go for the snow globe. <laughs> Excellent. Swallow this, would you? Just put it under your tongue and it'll dissolve. Taking sweets from strangers! Yeah! <laughs> okay. While she's doing that, can I go outside and try and um, retch? Okay. To uh, get out yep. what I just swallowed. <laughs> okay, so Corzin, yeah, you are furiously trying to retch this out. You stick your fingers Ooh. down your throat. It's not coming out. This thing feels like it's dissolved in your stomach. Oh, gross. <gasps> yeah, no. You, you even vomit a bit, but it just doesn't come back out. Um... Scamp, you this you place the uh, do you place the um, uh, what was it you wanted actually again? Snow globe. Snow globe. All right. Uh, it's pretty. She she uh, passes you the boiled sweet, tells you to put it under your under your tongue. Okay, I do that. Oh god, it is. It's like. What's the most mm. bitter substance you can imagine? Oh. Ooh. Oh no. Hmm. Like, imagine... Like, tree sap? Yeah, imagine, like, pine sap... Earwax. Mix, pine sap and earwax <laughs> yeah. blended Ooh. with marinated shit. Oh, yeah. yeah. Why would you make yeah. that into a sweet? <laughs> because this is a vicious old woman. She's crazy. <laughs> Says uh, Celestia from the floor she just where she still you, is. She watches you, you, you sort of, your face, like, twist as you try to, as it dissolves under your tongue. Ah. And then gleefully passes you the snow globe. Here you go. Uh, stats for the snow globe, by the way. 90 foot range, breaks for 46 cold damage in a 20 foot radius sphere. Is this a like an official magical item or? No, no, it's a it's a homebrew yeah, one. Homebrew so, one, right? So yeah, I'll, 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 I'll send you the details. Yeah, I'll send you the cool. details afterwards. Okay, with your deals done, <coughs> she says. Right then. Yeah, I think that's everyone. Get out of my house and deliver my message. What did this will sweet do? do? It will, for, it will, as promised, extract seven truths from you when it thinks it'll be the funniest. Oh, right. Oh, God! Shit! <laughs> <gasps> That's really bad! <laughs> That's so That's horrendous! <laughs> Should have asked that before I ate the sweet. Oh, well! Shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's horrific. So... I guess we get out of the house. Yeah, she ushers you with her stick out of her claw-shaped house. Hmm. And as uh, yeah, as Celestia the, takes one second to punch a wall when she's out there. You see the 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 Full claw, on just the claw like limbs of the trees shake for a moment. Hmm. <laughs> oh, I feel like this is going to end really badly. <laughs> Let's just get the letter there and then never think about this ever again. Well, actually, we can uh, stop by the uh, the alchemist before. Yeah, we, we've at least got a bounty worth on true, that. True, true. We can um, true. get some money from those. 
And with that, and... it it actually it is actually now nightfall. You begin oh, to shit. <laughs> you begin to make your way back from the witch's hut. And that is where we will pick up next week. Oh god, oh, god. Oh. nightfall in a swamp. Oh, this will Thank go really you well. All for playing. Um, <laughs> we'll see you all next week. Well, we, we won't see you, and you won't see us, but you will hear us next week, <laughs> listeners. Yeah. <laughs> On flintlocks and fireballs. Farewell. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Flintlocks and Fireballs. Remember to like, rate, subscribe, and share so we can spread this madness as far as it will go. Farewell from all of us here at Flintlocks and Fireballs, Fair Seas, and Natural Twenties. The day may seem fine time to drink, but watch your step or soon you'll sink. When beauty's hand in hand with luck, beware the bargains you have struck. So gather your muskets, gather your spears, we'll plunder the shores of Calcimere. No kraken, storm, or spell we fear, so come and sail with us, my dear.